Welcome back to Season 5 of Porcelain Peak, a strange and scary podcast covering all things horror and sci-fi. I'm one of your hosts, Tone, and I'm joined by... John. And... Internet Daddy, Internet Darling. You know him. You've loved him for so long now. And honestly, it's getting a little bit creepy. And that's why I'm announcing today... I'm leaving the show. What? <laughs> I know, right? This is going to be my last episode. He just gets episode. up and walks out right now. <laughs> but I'm Anthony. Hi. Here to uh, to reminisce a little bit. Yeah. So this, if you don't know, is our final episode. So we are still going to do some chop talk, share a little bit of news. We're going to play an extended round of trivia just for funsies. And then for our main discussion... We're, We're going to discuss talk the show. about the show, yeah. So if you are a fan of the show, then we think that you will enjoy that and take a little journey with us from Porcelain Peak past, present, and no future. John, roll the job. Why don't you take my ass and end it forever? End it forever! <laughs> <laughs> Finish it! Why don't you take an axe and chop it open? Before we dive into news... Fellas, for the last time, how the hell are you? Sad. <laughs> <laughs> that was very enthusiastic, though. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not happy. It's ending. I know, I know that, uh, that it doesn't mean the end for us, us Porcelain Peak boys. We're still gonna have uh, our creative outlets and things like that. Um, we'll just Peak wait. Is forever a part of us. Yeah. We'll wait a few years, yeah. and then season six, we'll just call Porcelain Peak, and just act like it never happened. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I do think that if we really want to get people's interest, though, we need to come back as Porcelain Peak, the next generation. <laughs> That's how you know, like it, it's it's like your daddy's Porcelain Peak, but not like your daddy's Porcelain. It's Peak. Not like your internet daddy's Porcelain. Yeah, Peak. <laughs> yeah. We'll just have to like digitally de-age ourselves. One of us has to shave our head completely. We'll just use that baby face filter from Snapchat. Is that thing? Will baby? Oh my god, that's awful. Well, my I'm sorry that you're sad, John. You have other good news today, so your day's not awful, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I also uh, found out that I'm making a pretty large move in my day job career, which I think is going to be uh, fantastic. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. And how are you? You're moving up from street walker to boulevard walker. Mm-hmm. Boulevard walker. <laughs> boulevard stroller. <laughs> Nothing against uh, sex workers or street walkers, just John specifically. <laughs> <laughs> um, I the only am. Thing against him is going to be me. <laughs> I am all things considered uh, doing quite well, uh, but what I've been telling people in uh, who have been sending us lovely messages and things about uh, being sad the show is ending is that, yeah, I don't know if we were all just kind of in denial about it for a while or kind of putting off the emotions, but especially in these last couple episodes, like I think in the last episode is when it really started to hit me that uh, I, this has been a huge part of our lives, so it is on our bodies forever <laughs> yeah yeah and it'll, it'll it'll be very strange moving forward but i and have scary. confidence i have I, yeah i've beautiful i have confidence <laughs> that uh we can do it but how are you doing how are you holding up uh i've had anxiety diarrhea for like a week so <laughs> a shoebox diarrhea <laughs> uh and, that, and i'm wondering if that's the cause i don't know i i found myself and i texted you this the other day like i mean i'm just feeling down out of nowhere and it's just been progressively worse i'm like oh it's probably this yeah yeah uh so i've been trying to fight that and just smiling through the pain i think i think the biggest thing that we can say um is that we need to make sure that the three of us don't lose touch that we keep don't lose touch yeah i agree yeah that we keep 
this up, you know? Yeah. We just have to rename the group message, which I think you already did, right? I'd like it to be something different that I can actually find, though. Because I, I keep trying to send shit to Porcelain Peak, and then it's fu- and I'm like, oh, wait, no, it's that it's fucking that shit from I think you should leave. Yeah, I just didn't <laughs> want it to stay Porcelain Peak, because then it would be like, you know, you you break up with somebody, and then you find one of their pictures of you, like, you, you guys together, like, years later, and you have that little twinge of... Did I do Loss the right thing? Regret, <laughs> yeah. Did I make the right decisions in my life? And I didn't want us to feel that way about Porcelain Peak. I want us to be able to close this chapter and feel confident about it, uh, which is why, if you haven't checked them out, our last uh, few episodes have been us covering movies we always wanted to cover on the show mm. and then also talking about Elvira and Vincent Price. Um, so just trying to tie up all those loose ends. And I think we're in a good place now to say goodbye. But like you guys were saying, uh, not forever, yeah. because I don't think we're going to be able to, to stay apart, and I doubt we're going to be able to stay out of the limelight for very long. I think we've all been mm-hmm. kind of gotten getting used to being celebrities, you know? <laughs> I don't know about any of that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, on. Well, we have some news? Yeah, we do. I don't know if any of this is going to uh, get you past like a half chub, you guys, but I thought it would be unfair if we didn't do... The typical segments on the show. Typical, typical segments. segments. Typical segments. General segments. Yep. yep, yep. And uh, <laughs> so first thing that I wanted to mention is uh, Creep Show. So this is a show on Shudder that I have not creeps. really been a fan of since the Two seasons, first think, season. Right? Yeah, three seasons because this is season four trailer that just came out. Oh, shit. Yeah. So uh, the yeah, season. I, f- I didn't get past one. Yeah. Um, I love both Creep Show movies, especially the first one. But yeah, something about the show just never hooked me. But if anybody is is into Creep Show or is just excited for something new coming out around Halloween time, the season four trailer dropped, um, and this season is uh, promising to have more monsters in it than ever before, and uh, should be releasing around Halloween time. I believe it's also going to be um, uh, featuring an appearance from Tom Atkins, if I'm not mistaken. Oh shit! Yeah. I'm into it. He looks exactly the same as he did in the '80s. <laughs> Good. Uh, like a fine wine. <laughs> uh, and then this is actually something that one of my coworkers sent me a link to the other day. But uh, the 27th of this month. Um, so actually, this will, I think this will, will this have already passed when this episode comes out? Well, for you guys, I want to put this on your radar then. Um, or if you went to this, let me know. <coughs> National Cinema Day is on the 27th, and uh, most movie theaters are doing $4 tickets $4 for every movie, movie tickets. Oh, Regal did send me an email. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I personally have not seen Last Voyage of the Demeter. I haven't seen the new Ninja, Ninja Turtles. I haven't seen the new Ninja Turtles. Um, if Haunted Mansion is still playing, I haven't seen that. So I may have to go do a classic double to triple feature. Mm. Um, have you ever done a triple? Yeah. Back in the day, I used to go to Brendan mm-hmm. here downtown, mm-hmm. and I would do three to four movies. Shit. And I would just look at the, the schedule and figure out how to line them up properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just because I, I have I've nothing going on in my life. A threesie. Uh, I I've saw, definitely done yeah. a twosie. Definitely done a twosie. Um, All week. Uh, yeah. I've, <laughs> I, uh, last week, I saw Blue Beetle. And oh, shit. Did you? Yeah. Are you I've, the only person? Um, well, I mean, uh, Nick was there and then, and then surprisingly there were quite a few people there, but I, I, I think that obviously it's, it's bombing at the box office, but I mean, I think if you're interested, uh, $4 isn't a bad price for it. I thought that it was a lot more enjoyable, enjoyable than I thought it was going to be. Um, still doesn't seem like it's going to have any real bearings on, on DC's cinematic universe, but I thought it was fun. I thought the characters were really well put together aside from the villain. Um, yeah, 
So that was a good time. Cool. Yeah, I I've heard a lot of people saying they really liked it. I have had zero interest in seeing it. I do like the main guy from uh, Cobra Kai. Yeah. Um, but and George Lopez. I mean, George Lopez, Lopez is great. Uh, was he good in it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's probably yeah. the best part. Of it. I, I heard a lot like of people say that it was that it's good and that it's good representation. Um, but I have also seen, yeah, that it is now having uh, ha- has now topped or bottomed. Uh, the Flash, in terms of being D- the DC universes or Warner Brothers, and they didn't want to give us fucking Catwoman. That's where they fucked up because they should have released that shit after Fraser fucking Batwoman. Batwoman, yes. After Fraser won that Oscar, that probably would have got people in seats. Yeah, I've kind of uh, I've, I've started to think that maybe Warner Brothers doesn't know what the fuck they're doing with their studio <laughs> or with their movies at this point. Um, and yeah, so if you're a movie coming out under. The, under their banner, I feel sorry for you. Thank God we got the eight Harry Potter movies right before all the shit hit the fan with them. <laughs> right. Uh, there's a new Netflix docu-series coming out from Steven Spielberg's Amblin television division called Encounters. And this is going to, each episode is going to be uh, about a UFO alien abduction encounter um, told, you know, probably not from all these the actual people's perspectives, dramatized in some way. But I just thought that that connection was cool cool if you're a fan of Close Encounters or UFO abduction stuff. I don't watch all of that stuff because a lot of it is either just repeats of things I've seen a million times. um, Or it's like crazy crackpot conspiracy theorist stuff, which I don't really have a huge interest in. Um, But we've covered a little bit of UFO stuff. I think during our space camp we talked about UFOs. We had an entire Pentagon thing blew up and and UAPs. UAPs. Yeah. This is something we've we've talked a lot about AI and artists recently, and uh, apparently a U.S. judge has determined that AI-created work cannot be copyrighted. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, so this that's is that's interesting. This is a big issue right now because of the separate or the the writers and the actors strikes that are cur- currently ongoing um, and have been for months. In in the case of the writers' strike, um, but he said the judge said. Judge Beryl Howell stated that human authorship is the bedrock bedrock requirement of copyright. So because there is no human involved in the creation, outside of giving this a prompt, I guess, it cannot be copyrighted. How does that work if AI is used for things like with the last Indiana Jones? Like they used AI to make him younger, didn't they? But that would have been with the permission of Harrison Ford, okay. and they used a ton of his old footage yeah. because he gave permission for it. I think what will happen is that people will then take this as a way to abuse using other people's likenesses with AI, which is exactly what the Actors Guild and Writers Guild are trying to stop, Yeah, the Actors Guild specifically, and there will be a ton more court cases where this... I mean, just because one judge said this doesn't mean that like the Supreme Court has announced that copyright doesn't apply to AI. Um, this is just in one specific case. Um, it doesn't say here. Which but that one, would but... mean that a movie studio couldn't use AI to write a script and then try to copyright it. Like they'd be fucked. Anybody could have the rights to that movie. Then yeah, essentially you could just you could play that movie anywhere and it wouldn't. So be what a they would do is yeah. they would AI generate the script and then they would have a uh, cheaply paid writer come in and do their little touch up on it and put their name on it and then they could copyright it. Wow. Um, and they will. That's going to happen. And they will. Yeah, That's exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that there are some interesting things in those spaces that are being done to help protect artists, which I think is cool. Uh, I know that there is this group that went together and, like, they, um, like, similar to how people, like, brute force uh, passwords, 
they were able to do a similar thing with melodies uh, and then just like over time like create like every possible melody uh, i think it's like 471 billion possible combinations of melodies um and then just basically put them into the world as public domain so that way um when artists have like melodies in their songs that sound similar to up to a certain degree the the like the protection of just that it already existed even before they considered it because there's this large ai platform that has them um will help to prevent people from like who are like at least attempting to write their own music Mm -hmm. from like being sued by somebody by saying you know oh that sounds too similar to something that i made i mean you see with movies all the time how often is this we talked about it on the show, but one studio comes out with a movie that's exactly the same as the other fucking studio. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what are the chances of somebody coming up with the same idea for a song around the same time? Pretty I mean, high. well, I mean, if you think about how many movies there are, there are infinitely more songs. Yeah, and if they're all, if all these AI generated things are going to be pulling from the same materials, um, the same pool of internet materials, then of course there are going to be overlaps. I just, you know, with how. When I watch a movie, when I look at a piece of art, when I look at a cathedral, the thing that impresses me about it is not just the inherent beauty of the thing that I'm looking at, but the 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 knowledge that a human being created it mm-hmm. and that there is some possibility that someone like me could have also done something like that. Like, yeah. you know, like watching and going like, oh, that this this was done by humans. And that's amazing. Like I, I was, I was watching something the other day, and they were walking around in this gorgeous church, and I was like, I would not give a shit about this, except that the thinking about the amount of time and energy and work mm-hmm. that human beings mm-hmm. put into it, like the pyramids, like if a machine built that, it'd be like, yeah, that's impressive, that's cool, but knowing that human beings put years and years and years and years of work into that and somehow pulled it off, like it's just, you know, but. We've talked a lot about this stuff. Go to past episodes if you want to hear more thoughts on (laughs) on artificial intelligence. Um, Quote, unquote. Most of it's bad. Something else we've talked about recently is the disappearance of physical media and how that will potentially affect uh, movies that have gone straight to streaming. Uh, Well, some good news if you are a fan of the Emmy-nominated Predator movie Prey. Uh, It is going to be coming to 4K and Blu-ray this October, and that was a Hulu exclusive. Um, and so, we all really liked it. Yeah, yeah, it's a movie that I would definitely be interested in owning, especially I think if there are some cool bonus features or gorgeous fucking or movie. Yeah, I think it's top two or three in the Predator franchise by a pretty like sizable margin above some of those other schlocky pieces of trash. Yeah, I mean, if the first one wasn't a fucking Schwarzenegger classic, like this would probably be my favorite one. Yeah, and so I think a lot of people are going to be. I mean, that's a good sign that some of these places, at least like Hulu, are thinking about putting out physical media and and actually still doing that. And I've, I'm getting an itch to start collecting in specifically just because I'm so um, rabid about commentary tracks. Yeah. And there's only so many that you can find that people have been gracious enough to rip off of discs and put online, which is a great service um, that people do. I don't know how legal that is, but um, there are definitely specific movies where I've seen people say this has an amazing commentary track. Like... Uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, I've been wanting to listen to the commentary because it's Burton and it's Paul Rubens, but I can't find it anywhere online, so I'm like, well, now I need to go buy Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, Yeah. so for things like that, like that's the stuff where I'm like, I really hope that more physical media continues to come out 
with cool special feature incentives that make people want to go out and buy them what or whether that's even just like a cool steelbook like the oh, new halloween trilogy is getting a 4k steelbook collector set this october and i'm not wild about any of those movies i'm probably still gonna buy it just because i'm sure it's gonna be gorgeous and it would be cool to have all three of those movies as a little box set to go along with my halloween box set that yeah. i already have but, i mean i mean if you think about like how weird studios are about things and like how like at any random moment you know you could the public could find out that some huge studio executive is a piece of shit a la weinstein and then because your movie is caught up in weird weird red tape with that studio you might never have access to again like like uh, kevin smith and dogma i mean the only way that you can get dogma for in like a legal way is to buy a secondhand dvd somewhere because oh, it's not available really? on any streaming platform Fuck, i wish for, i still had that shit <laughs> say for purchase uh, or anything um because it belongs to weinstein wow. and so for him he's like well i'm not gonna pay weinstein even if he's in jail i'm not gonna pay him to get my movie back so it just doesn't exist except for the reels that i have back at the smod castle that's crazy. I used to own it. I don't think I still do. I, I think I, I had it somewhere on DVD as well. I was watching the OG Scream the other night with a uh, commentary by the Weekly Planet guys. Um, and they they just do like a 3-2-1 sync up at the beginning. And uh, it actually fucked me up because that movie used to have... I believe the Weinstein logo before the Dimension logo, and so like in their commentary, they were saying like, "Oh, there's the Weinstein Company logo, and then the Dimension logo," but they've dropped that off of the streaming versions or whatever. Oh wow! So I had to like resync the track because there were fewer titles at the beginning. Um, for like big commentary channels that I listen to, they will regularly like wait until the movie has started and use one of the titles in the movie because of how frequently these things shuffle hands and change production. Companies. We used a similar similar theory when we were doing the commentary tracks for Patreon. That's where I learned it from. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned it from you. If you were a fan of the MonsterVerse Godzilla movies um, that have come out in the past few years. Uh, Apple TV, we had talked about this before, but Apple TV Plus is coming out with a, I didn't realize until this moment, a live action um, Monarch colon Legacy of Monsters Monsterverse TV series. And they released some stills from it. And it straight up just looks like it's going to be like as big a budget as the Godzilla movies. Like Like this is like Godzilla Kong stuff? It's Godzilla and all those titans that we didn't really get a lot of like info about in those movies. It's going to be Godzilla fighting a bunch of those giant monsters, but in live action. It's got um, Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell in it. I assume playing father and son. Sign me up. (laughs) You got me there, yeah. Um, yeah, Actually, coincidentally, mother and daughter. (laughs) Interesting. Crazy, right? Um, And then the last bit of news that I wanted to bring up, because we would be remiss if we didn't mention this, uh, Chucky Season 3 is going to be premiering October 4th. There was a little announcement trailer with him at a podium, like he was doing a a press conference, and it was hilarious, and Mm -hmm. having just come off of watching The Exorcist 3, and having that BDE coursing through our brains, yeah, yeah, um, I'm... Super fucking excited for this. We have October is going to be fucking tight with that and and We're Fall sure. House Usher. To the I'm so ready. Spooky goodness. I can't wait, dude. I think I'm going to decorate September first and keep it up for two months. <laughs> it's October, baby. Yeah, time to get spooky. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I got for Chop Talk this week. Um, and now I'm just going to go hide under a rock and never read any news and not know anything that's going on in the world. It's okay. nice. Yeah, I don't know unless you tell me. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually random shit I'm like that's cool. I I look at it so you don't have to. 
appreciate yep. you. All right, that's going to wrap it up for Chop Talk. We'll go ahead and get started with some trivia. Trivia! Trivia! All right, so we got three <laughs> trivias for you. Is that the proper uh, way Trivia. to say that? Trivia. But before we start, oh, John, do you have a trivia song for us oh, this week? Shit. Can you come up with one on the fly? Oh, can I? Well, think about it before we get to this, or no? Or you want to do it now? Because I got one too. Uh oh. I brought one just in case. All right, so you got one. So I'm gonna have. I'm gonna okay, defer so to you. You think on it because I definitely want you yeah. to do one. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's see if you can guess this. Triv trivia. Triv, 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 trivia. Triv, triv, trivia. Triv, triv, trivia. Triv, trivia. And trivia. Triv, trivia, trivia. Something about it sounds so familiar. Is it where's your heart. I was going to say, is it My Chemical Romance? Yeah, it's Famous Last Words by yeah. My Chemical Romance, which I felt was fitting, uh, since this, these are our famous last words. Mm-hmm. Infamous last words. Infamous! Are you going to do one or no? Um, we'll, you got we'll, time. You can do yeah. one before the next Think about game. it. Yeah. Alright. Um, I got a few rounds of my favorites. Uh, a couple antonyms and a couple synonyms. Mm. Cinnamon? Right. Cinnamons. You brought something to eat? <laughs> yeah, alright. Here's a synonym. Uh, so if you don't know how this works, I'll say a word similar to the title of the movie or words, and then you have to guess what the actual title is. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, shriek. Scream. Yes. <laughs> Operation Unlikely. Mission Possible. <laughs> uh, Your unlikely operation, should you choose to accept it. <laughs> uh, I don't remember what the answer to that is. No, let's give it a we'll shot. We'll read it anyway and see if uh, we can okay. it. No, no, I remember this one. The next one. Anyway. Dwelling on a possessed mound. House on Haunted Hill. That is correct. Yes. I don't... I broke Bug Punch. <laughs> bug Punch. Oh, never mind. I know what it is. Um, Bug Punch? Oh, I'm... Guys, it's staring you in the face. How's that for a hint? Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, I was thinking punch like a Yeah, I like was also yeah. caught up in thinking that punch yeah, yeah, yeah. like... Uh, the last synonym is uh, the vomit. The blob? Barf. <laughs> Throw up. <laughs> the vomit. The... Uh, explode. Explode. <laughs> <laughs> The sickness? The purge! Uh, Come on. Okay. All right. Dark, dark, but okay. Antonyms. Uh, if you, this is the, that same game, but the opposite. All right. Uh, this is all movies about ants, right? Yeah. Some of them nims, too. Uh, little awards in big America. Big trouble in little China? <laughs> yeah, that's correct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ass on on um face off yes that's correct <laughs> ass on face off 
<laughs> All right, this is an easy one and irrelevant to some chop talk. Uh, groom of Tiffany. Bride of Chucky. Chucky. Yeah, and the last one for you. Known wall. Known wall? Yeah. Unknown floor? I don't know. <laughs> Known wall. Yeah. Uh, scary door. <laughs> that is it, Craig. It is secret window. Uh, we were... You guys were there. Around yeah. it. You guys had it, yeah. I like the scary door. All right. So, speaking of ass on, let's get started with... Movies trivia game. Trivia, trivia, the trivia. We'll talk about movies <clears throat> and their trivia. And their in trivia. Game All right. How is this going to work? We are going to read a category and then go in a circle, reading a question to each other with me to John, John to Anthony, and Anthony back to me in typical fashion. Sorry, back to me back in to typical me. fashion. Me. There we go. We got all our staples, okay? Yeah. All right. Are we ready, fellas? Ready as I'll ever be. be. Hey, there it is. Comedy, animation. John, what is Willie in Free Willie? A what is Willie? Yeah, what is Willie? I mean, he's really like... He's m- sad. <laughs> he's Willie, Willie, wet. He is all of those things because he is a uh, imprisoned whale. He is a whale. An orca, if you yes. will. I just love the idea of in that movie, just like some marine biologist running up to him and just be like, "We've got to get this whale he- whale help. He's will we wet?" <laughs> Anthony, what former Ghostbuster directed Bill Murray in Groundhog Day? Well, once a Ghostbuster, always a Ghostbuster. So mm-hmm. I don't appreciate the former, but it's Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis, R.I.P. Spankler. Tone, what was Walt Disney's first long-term relationship? No, I'm just kidding. What was Walt Disney's... <laughs> what was Walt Disney's first full-length feature? Snow White. And the Seven Dwarfs. Okay, there you go. She had some question? company. She had some company. Oh, okay. like, and the eight little people? <laughs> she had a little company. Hey, cut that. <laughs> Uh, what do we used to say? Oh, I don't remember. Something like that, huh? All right. At the end of round one, we are all on the board. We're moving into action adventure. John, what are the 39 steps in the Hitchcock classic? Oh, I did not know that. Um, A staircase? Incorrect. It is a ring of spies. Oh, interesting. Oh, shit. I fell into a sneaky ring of spies. (laughs) (laughs) Anthony, in the action movie 300, where is the invading army from? 300. Uh, They're Persian, right? They are indeed the Persians, led by Xerxes. Oh, I thought they were led by Jake Gyllenhaal, the Prince of Persia. (laughs) (laughs) In the sands of time. Yep, never saw that movie. Tone. I liked it. What is the name of the second Mad Max movie? And I am going to read you the multiple choice because it's kind of funny. A, Mad Max Road Revenge. Okay. B, Mad Max Fury Road. Mm -hmm. Or C, Mad Max the correct one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Road Warrior. It is indeed the Road Warrior. It is a Road Revenge. (laughs) That's pretty good. All right. Uh Mad Max 2, Roadhead. (laughs) (laughs) That's the porn version. Yep. 
Anthony and I are setting that to. John's got the one. We're moving into drama musical. John Meryl Streep and Robert Redford star in what 1986 Best Picture winner? Did you guys? I was watching this movie called Doubt the other night with uh, Isn't that, Philip Seymour Hoffman, yeah. Meryl Streep, and Amy Adams. It's about like priests touching boys. Mm-hmm. Incredible fucking movie. But did you guys know that Meryl Streep is a really good actor? <laughs> yeah. Probably. Were you guys aware? I, I, yeah. Would, I would argue maybe the greatest that's ever lived. I saw, I forget what it was back in the day when that movie came out and they did like a doubt video game. It was like 8-bit. <laughs> I was like, that's terrible. Wow. Hilarious. Anyway, um, John, Meryl Streep, Robert Redford, 86 Best Picture winner. Is it, I think this is wrong, but Out of Africa? Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. He always comes out with, like, the weirdest I was this polls. close to offering you a tugger, and I'm glad I did not. Because, I, I mean, for the last episode, we're giving him out if we're offering him. <laughs> Anthony, an overweight, abused, illiterate teen enrolls in an alternative school in what Oscar-nominated film? Not to be confused with a Chris Evans movie. <laughs> Can you uh, repeat the question at at 0.5 speed? An overweight, abused, illiterate teen enrolls in an alternative school in what Oscar-nominated film? Uh, Enrolls in an alternative school. Uh, I don't know what alternative school means, but maybe like a continuation school. Something like I've never seen it. Like a like a GED program. Like those are all considered alternative schools. I'm gonna say, is this precious based on the novel Push by Sapphire? It's exactly that. (laughs) That's my Chris Evans joke. Yeah, I made that movie Push. That was like light superhero. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I've never seen this movie either, but um, maybe I'll look back around to it I was it playing now. actoral today, and the answer was that actress. Mm-hmm. And Gab- I did not Gab- get it. <laughs> Gabrace, is it Gabrace Sidibe? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Tone. <laughs> how many billbirds? Bur- Can not speak today. <laughs> yeah, how many billbirds were outside Ebbing, Missouri? It's <laughs> 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 a fantastic movie, by the way. Is it three? It's indeed three, three billboards bill bur- outside. Three Ebbing, billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <What? laughs> Anthony and I got two, three. John's got two. There you go. And we're moving into horror and sci-fi. John, who plays Robert Thorne in the original Omen, said Gregory Peck. Yeah, the I gave options, but you didn't let me finish because you're fucking hella rude. Jimmy Stewart or Gregory Peck? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that's, this kid—he's—he's he's really got some stuff on the back of his head, man. This boy's got a bit of the devil in him. <laughs> uh, oh, it's all for you, Damien. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm glad we had to do a Jimmy. Yeah. For the last, uh, <laughs> gotta get, we had a two Jimmys gotta for get a second. Boy, to Marrakesh. Oh, that's too good. Oh. Uh, Anthony, um, who plays Ichabod Crane in Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow? Turns out he's the son of the devil. <laughs> <laughs> he does not want you to have a wonderful life. <laughs> it's a miserable life. Uh, that is... Uh, wait, can you repeat the question? Cause, Ichabod, Sleepy Hollow. Ichabod, Sleepy Hollow, John Depp. Yeah, but indeed, John Depp. Did you guys watch this uh, documentary on Netflix? The Depp V. Heard? 
Uh, do n- not give a shit. Uh, I mean, I caught some Mrs. Jigsaw was watching it. I, I was curious about what happened and like the conclusion of it. I think they're both kind of pieces, pieces, of, both shit. pieces of shit. Yeah. yeah. I just think the whole like and the court system is hella weird because there's a bunch of stuff and I don't want to go too far into it, but they had a trial in the UK and a bunch of stuff came out then, but they wouldn't let them use that in this. And I was like, that's so weird. I don't know how any of that works, but the court system is very strange. It's a bit odd. Yeah. Yeah, and you get people being you get people being led off of similar charges in the US but getting convicted of those charges in other countries. I think that's like what, what Kevin Spacey is going through right now where like he, he's got multiple oh, really? court cases going on in different places. Yeah. Weird. weird. All right. Uh who's next? Whose turn? Who just read a question? He, Nobody. He did. Yeah, Ichabod Crane. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, Donald yes. Depp. Tone. The <laughs> The Pod People, which is what we should have called this show. Pod People. Take over San Francisco in what 1978 science fiction horror film? Uh, I believe that is Invasion of the Body Snatchers. <gasps> it should say remake. Well, it says 1978 in the questions. So. But it should still say remake. Hey, uh, That's what I always say when I'm referring to the movie. Uh, I had a great time watching remake Invasion of the Body Snatchers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anthony and I got four. For clean sweeps, mm-hmm. and you got three. See, and we're going back to the top with what is that? Some, some things and some stuff. Comedy animation, John. <laughs> the line <laughs> you had me at hello is from what romantic comedy? You had hello. me at hello. That's Jerry Maguire. Yeah, and you showed me the money. Yeah, show me the money. I, well, I already did. Yeah, <clears throat> Anthony. The line. Those cows trusted us is from which Billy Crystal movie? <clears throat> Those cows trusted us. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a Billy Coke kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> City Slickers? It is indeed City Slickers. Never seen it, but it sounded <sighs> like the right choice. What is the... Uh, My other choice was Monsters Incorporated. <laughs> what was the movie <laughs> that um, Brooks did? With Blazing Wilder. Saddles? Blazing Saddles. That came up the other day. Uh, I think it was playing Framed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just my little games. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what this is. It's kind of Western-ish looking. So I was like, Blazing Saddles? Even though I'd never seen it. And it was correct. And I was like, fuck yeah. Thank you, show. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, show. Thank you, Porcelain Peak. It's a very good movie and uh, tackles a lot of stuff around racism since it's Richard Pryor. And uh, that's the whole like plot of it is that Richard Pryor is the... I believe he's a sh- new sheriff, mm. black sheriff in town, and it causes some issues. And then, you know, but it is very much a comedy, and it's great. My question for him? Yep. All right. Yeah, see, I'm already forgetting how we play this game in the last episode. Tone, in Disney's Lady and the Tramp, what dish <laughs> do the dogs <laughs> share together? <laughs> a plate. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but what was on on the, what was on said plate? Spaghetti and meatballs. Oh, meatballs. Yep. Meatballs. You got it. You can't forget Woo. the meatballs. Not my spaghetti. All right. So two tones are at five. John, you're at four. Mm-hmm. We're moving into action adventure. In one of the easiest questions that we've ever had, John, what is Tom Cruise's call sign in Top Gun? Uh. Colon Maverick. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> his, his, his call sign is Colon Maverick. 
laptop so you can have, in the you, closet. So you, so you can have me any day, you colon maverick. <laughs> no, no wonder people were getting some homoerotic t- undertones from that movie. Overtones, we would say. <laughs> Anthony, what film tells the story of the African-American mathematicians working for NASA during the space race? Say that again for me. What film tells the story of the African American mathematicians uh, working for NASA during the space race? This movie is pretty good, wasn't it? Is mm-hmm. this 20th century women? 20th, 21st, 20th century something? <sighs> it's Hidden Figures. God fucking damn it. Came out around a similar time. Yeah. 20th century women is an A24 film, if I remember correctly. Hidden Figures. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, but also, yes, a very good movie. <clears throat> Hidden Figures. I vividly remember us being in the apartment during that, and that was like that was one of the movies I was watching to try to get prepped for the Oscars. Oh, I don't think that movie got very much love that year at the Oscars. Tone, Backdraft is a movie oh, about fuck. which profession and there are choices. Oh, A, airplane mechanics. <laughs> B, ventilation experts. Okay. Or C, firemen. Uh, C, firemen. It is indeed fire. Why give options? There shouldn't have been options. That was also just a dumb question. Yeah, you, you would have known, but I'm just saying, like, right. why, why are options necessary for backdraft? If you've ever been on the Universal Studios backlot tour, backdraft is prominently featured. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's so hot in here. Yeah. All right. So I got uh, six, and you guys got five Zs. Mm-hmm. And we're moving into drama musical. John. <laughs> This is funny. Who earned Oscars for her roles in Kramer versus Kramer and Sophie's Choice? Uh, would that be Meryl <laughs> Streep? <laughs> I told you there'd be some grumbling. Yeah. <laughs> that is correct, John. Yeah. And it, it only gets easier from there. Yeah. You want to see his last question? Mama Mia, you John. How'd you his get last so question? Lucky? Here I go again. <laughs> You're gonna say that my I eyes just ro- roll out of the back. <laughs> so of you're my gonna head. say that mine was easy until you hear yours. Uh, what helps the medicine go down, according to Mary Poppins? Magic. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> what she does is she holds their nose and shoves it in their mouth, and then goes like this: <laughs> a strong sleeper hold. Swallow, um. you fuck, swallow. <laughs> uh, a spoonful of sugar. Mm-hmm. Sugar. Nice. Tone. For your final question. Nope. Second, wow. For your second to last question. <laughs> it's good you said that because I was going to read the wrong one. <laughs> what is the name of Danny's gang in Greece? Not talking about where the mythological figures come from. Um, what? Greece. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, T-Birds. Wow, good job. It is the T-Birds. Yeah, yeah, I know Greece. That Rise of the Pink Ladies show... Uh, Got canceled. Yeah, and then erased from existence. Oh, really? I didn't finish it! <laughs> God damn it. All right, well, I've got uh, seven. seven, and you guys got six, mm-hmm. and we're moving into horror sci-fi. John, and probably the easiest question of the game, <laughs> who directed the 1968 zombie thriller Night Choke, living choke, choke, choke. <laughs> uh, that would be George B. <laughs> George A. Romero is the answer. That is correct. Uh, you got to feature it in every uh, movie. So mm-hmm. we featured it in our last episode. Yep. Anthony, in maybe an easier question, what is the sequel to Alien called? 
Well, yeah. <laughs> I stand corrected. Well, there's more than one of them. Uh, so then if you had... So if there were multiples had, of yeah, the so alien, then that would be... Pluralize it. Or square the hypotenuse. Aliens. Mm-hmm. It is aliens. A- alien plural, as, as we'll call it here. Alien dollar sign. Yeah. yeah. All right. So what do you guys got now? Well, we're both at seven. Oh. So it's all tied up. This is the... Hit me with the thing. I can't do it. Oh. <laughs> For the easiest question you've ever been asked in your lifetime. <laughs> what is your name? No. <laughs> uh, uh, blop. Uh, John. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you had literally two choices and you went with the wrong one. Tone. What? <laughs> Tone. <laughs> what scream queen plays Laurel Strode? <laughs> Does not say that. No. Laurel plays, and Hardy Strode <laughs> plays Laurie having strid in the Halloween movie franchise. Guys, I want to get it wrong so that we can all talk. No, take the dub. You, Jamie Lee Curtis. But in your mind, were you spelling Lee like L E I G H? Yep, because it was. Okay. Uh-huh, so you're wrong. So, <laughs> it's actually at Lee with two E's. I know what it is. Yeah, it's Jamie Lee Curtis. There you go. All right. Full sweepage. I'm not mad about it. I have not been on top of my game, so I feel good. The last yeah. uh, last game goes to the fucking champ. But wait, there's more. Yeah, but I officially um, won. So. Yes. So. <laughs> hey, no attitude. No attitude like that. We all won. <laughs> We're all winners. We're all winners here. Coming from the guy that it's like, I have the crown. <laughs> That was back when I was doing well. It's been a while. <laughs> I think I did streak recently a couple weeks ago. No, you did. But... Mm-hmm. You did indeed. It, John really came into his own this last year. Yeah. It's because we added more movies than just horror and sci-fi movies. <laughs> uh, but we're going to play a little movie movie game. Some of these are ones that I wrote. Some of these are ones that I found on like Reddit and such. Uh, so uh, prepare yourself. Um, these all have some form of horror and sci-fi in at least one of the films. Uh, and I believe I cut out. Do you have any an example the... for the audience in case they are unfamiliar? All right. Well, let's go. We'll just top the first one right off the top here. So uh, two British stoners have to get off their couch to fight zombies and attend a class taught by Robin Williams. So I've taken Shaun two. Shaun of the Dead Poet Society. Shaun of the Dead Poet Society is the correct answer. And that is two plot synopses squished together to make one film and then you do the same thing with the titles and they have a yeah they have an overlap so Shaun of the dead dead poet society uh in this one um some of them will have the uh what's article the, removed? Ar- article removed that sort of a thing Ooh. so uh like remaining articles now yeah so boom all right What's he got on underneath? <clears throat> Second shirt. Another <laughs> All right, so we got quite a few of these, so we'll start digging into them. Are we ready? Yes, sir. Ready as we'll ever be. Ready as we'll ever be. Mm-hmm. Like Linda Ellerby. She's mm-hmm. host, host Nick News. Oh, yeah? Yep. Okay, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> she does. Let's play the game. We're waiting. <laughs> shit. Let's play the game. <laughs> An old school monster from swampy depths goes on an underground adventure with his best buds to find rich stuff so he can save his house from developers. 
Creature, creature from the, the Black, Black Lagoonies. Lagoonies. <laughs> it is indeed the creature from the Black Lagoonies. He's one of them Lagoonies. <laughs> <laughs> That's French. <laughs> All right, next one. I would have. I would like the spaghetti Lagoonies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, tired of his own holiday, the Pumpkin King decides to practice medicine during the Korean War. That was a turn I wasn't expecting. <laughs> Nightmare before Christmas. You're almost there. Ma- what? Mas- Master. No. <laughs> Wait, what was the second part? Uh... Practice medicine during the Korean War. Who was practicing medicine during the Korean War in a film? Uh, isn't there a movie called The Master? No. Oh, I mean, there is a movie called The Master, but this is a much older film. Oh. <clears throat> I'll give you one hint uh, for the second part because you have the first part on lock. Uh, the second part also was a popular television show. Nightmare Before Christmas. Chris Mash. Indeed. That is the answer. Nightmare Before Christmas. Just I mean, uh, you were doing a Jimmy Stewart, so. Uh, yeah. Just you imagining know. Jack Skellington. Because suicide is painless. <laughs> That's how he got there in the first place. Dark. All right. Here's the next one. A murderous machete-wielding killer terrorizes promiscuous camp counselors before magically turning into an adult woman who swiftly finds that being grown up isn't as easy as it seems. Friday the 13th, 13th going, going on, on 30. 30. Yes. <laughs> uh, With Mark Ruffalo. A.K.A. Big Jennifer Garner. <laughs> The curator of the Bates Motel goes on a musical journey to the afterlife to discover the secrets of his Mexican heritage. Psychoco? It is indeed Psychoco. <laughs> I could not remember the name of that movie. You go, Psychoco. <laughs> a giant dormant sea monster is awakened by nuclear radiation and descends upon humanity with a love for music and a desire, a desire to open a jazz club. Godzilla La Land. It is indeed Godzilla La Land. <laughs> I actually was trying to rewatch La La Land recently, and um, I was having a really hard time getting through it. Really? I was like, Why? Uh, because I find the characters insufferable. Hmm. But uh, I love me some Gosling and some Stone, though. No, I do too. That's why I was like, "Is this in, like how much is it of this is intentional?" But um, I'm sure people who love La La Land would be screaming at me. I'll go back and rewatch it completely. I just probably wasn't in the mood that night. Yeah, you know how I can be. <laughs> yeah. So we times it happens. All right, uh, I'll have what she's having: a heaping plate of Connery and a dollop of literary figures like Tom Sawyer and Captain Nemo teaming up to fight evil. When Harry met Sal, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That is the correct answer. I had them both in my head and was just trying to make the like connection, connection and make my mouth do the thing. Do the things and the stuff. <clears throat> so that's a uh, a phonetic one, though. Yep, it is a phonetic one. Because Sally. Interesting. Yep. Phonetic, that's when you can like lift stuff with your mind. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in this found footage classic, New York is terrorized by a mysterious monster who just wants to play catch with his dead dad one last time. Cloverfield of Dreams. It is indeed Cloverfield of Dreams. <laughs> you see me just go into like a, tra- a trance. <laughs> yeah. I felt like that watching you. <laughs> like that was like your Manchurian oh. candidate phrase. Oh, <laughs> just sleep herself. 
<sighs> that was crazy. Must kill the queen. <laughs> <laughs> a black man must escape the ill intentions of some white well-to-dos so he can stop a smuggled primate from spreading a deadly virus that could lead to the end of humanity. Get Outbreak? It is indeed Get Outbreak. <clears throat> the Dream Master... You need ter- some time off work. Oh. Get Outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Dream Master terrorizes sleeping teenagers and makes them scream Stella in their sleep. A Nightmare on Elm Street car named Desire? <laughs> indeed, that is the correct answer. Stella! In the movie Hollywood Homicide, Josh Hartnett's Josh Hartthrob's character, got to bring him up one last time, Mm-hmm play is in a play mm-hmm. and he does a scene from that movie oh really i just Indeed. watched h2o like two nights ago so heartthrob has been on my brain heartthrob mm-hmm. a man must survive the murderous intentions of a good guy doll so he and a certain ring salesman can get home to chicago in time for thanksgiving child's child's planes trains and automobiles <laughs> that is the correct answer <laughs> all right we got three more Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my scientifically engineered monster woman who I plan to bequeath to my scientifically engineered monster man. The prin- Prepare to die. The Princess Bride of Frankenstein? Indeed it is. <laughs> I want to see that movie. <laughs> it's been pretty cool, right? That's funny. A young, love-struck bass player falls head over heels for the new girl, but to win her affection, he must defeat all her former zombie lovers who are spreading across the globe, threatening to end humanity as we know it. Can you repeat the lot? Scott Scott Pilgrim versus, versus the, the World, World War Z? Z? Indeed, that is the answer. Nice. We were, you were getting there. We were getting there. <clears throat> I, I, I wasn't doing the versus the world. I was Scott Pilgrim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. <laughs> 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 oh, that's pretty good. All right, last one. A mother's mundane life of laundry and taxes is shaken up when an alternate timeline version of the Manson family is thwarted by a washed-up star and his stunt double. Everything, Everything everywhere, everywhere, all at, at once, once upon, upon a time, time in Hollywood. Hollywood. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah, you had to give us that mouthful at the yeah. end. It's like, great I also job, like boys. How you threw a little Scott Pilgrim in there one last time. Yeah. Yeah. And how at the beginning you specified, these have a sci-fi or, or horror <laughs> bent to them, so, <laughs> so that we would accept that Scott Pilgrim was in that category. Okay, mm-hmm. I see you. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> You're like, this is a mission that I'm never going to give up on. You can pass this show. <laughs> well, well, that'll wrap it up for the last games of trivia. Yeah. Good job, fellas. Uh, you killed Movie Movie, and uh, I thought that was a blast. So thanks for bringing your A-game, John. Yeah, yeah I didn't th- bring anything special except myself. That's all we ever asked. You brought the news. That's all that matters. Yeah, and the deets. Anyway, we're going to take a short break, and then we will get back to you with our main discussion. Hey, you, you want to see something really scary? Welcome we tried back. so hard and got so far, uh, okay. but in the end, it doesn't even matter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end. Goodbye, I hope, everybody. I hope that in the end, it does matter. Yeah. Because it meant a lot to me. Uh, for our main discussion this week, we are just going to be talking about the show. Doing a little reminiscing and uh, kind of taking a little trip down memory lane, which I guess is redundant because I just said that. John, if you could put like a, a nice, like sad piano track. Behind <laughs> <this>. <laughs> 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 All 
All right, so we had mentioned kind of just talking about the origin of the show, and I guess really the origin would go back to, if you had to put it in time and place, would be you and me talking about doing something, probably 31 Terror Tales, mm-hmm. when we did it just to do it together. Yeah. Um, and then eventually you got me a mic that we could not figure out how to use Yeah. for a really long time. And then um, I went to my 10-year high school reunion and reconnected with Randy, Randy, who uh, was doing his own thing with Black Star and podcasting. He, he did a lot of sound um, design. It's what he does by trade in his regular life. Yeah, it's audio work. And then he wanted to throw something together, and so we came up with doing a horror sci-fi show called Porcelain Peak, and and now the name because I know a lot of people have been curious about this for a really long time is. And cut to black. <laughs> Show's so, over. So finally, Cigarette burn. Yeah, finally, finally uh, reveal the anticlimactic um, backstory to the Porcelain Peak name. Uh, I like alliteration. Yeah, and I wanted something that sounded kind of creepy, and that's really it. And I thought that like a Porcelain Peak would be weird. I don't know. And we, the first thing we did was talk about Lovecraft, and I thought you know madness mountain. No. Yeah, I am. Um, I think when I first, for a long time, when I first joined the show, I was annoyed about the name. I remember us talking a lot mm-hmm. about changing it at one point. There's a lot of conversation. I think I was the stick in the mud who was like, we've already established the name. I honestly didn't know that you could change it for a long time. Yeah. And then I finally <clears throat> came to the realization that like I liked that it was unique because it didn't really mean anything, <laughs> um, but it had a cool sound to it. And most people I've said it to go like, oh, like Crimson Peak or oh, like Twin Peaks. And I'm like, well, I'm not mad about an association with either of those things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And we used to have a little spot called Tri Peaks. <laughs> yeah. So and maybe it was all rattling around in there. Uh, so, Randy. So, you originally yeah, started so the show with Randy. We did a show. If you haven't listened to our first episode, <clears throat> I don't blame you. It's pretty rough. Uh, but we did a reading of Lovecraft, Cats of Ulthar. And we didn't really know what the format was going to be and where it was going. But then after, and it was all Randy. We recorded it at his place. He had all the equipment. He edited it all and did everything. And then sent me the the file. And he was like, hey, like I got other stuff coming up. I'm not going to be able to do this. And I was pretty bummed because I was like, yeah, we, we got the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, he was under the assumption that he would get free time. And so I said, hey, I'll sub in John for a few weeks and he was on board and try to figure out a setup here at this house. And we got my little shady Mac and that mic that you got me figured out how to get that connected and working. And then we borrowed a, we borrowed a mixer from someone. Uh, it was, it was Donald roommate. Yeah. Um, and he also had, um, a regular microphone as well. <laughs> and we used that for like a regular, like sure. You know, do we still have 50. that? Um, I no, I think we returned oh. that to Dominic at some point. <laughs> Sold that on eBay. <clears throat> yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah, we used so those, we... and and your the mic that you gave him for uh, it was a some form of gift at some point, and then we were in a a room of our own making inside of a screen room out in the backyard. Yeah. Um, that we that he made with cardboard and blankets to keep the sound in. Uh, <clears throat> it worked though, right? I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. remember what those old episodes sound like, but then we kind of 
started to come up with a format. We wanted to do trivia. We wanted to do little bits here and there, and it started to develop. We had Anthony come on a couple times as a guest, and we had a good time with those episodes, and I think that was during season one. Yep, during season one, we we had you on for um, the Love, Love, Death, and Robots. Which I guess is getting another season. Hmm? Uh, Which is crazy to me. Like, yeah, that's I, this kind of shit that you're renewing. I had totally forgotten that that was my uh, first guest appearance yeah. on the show. That's crazy. Um, and then we well, with the trivia, you to like, stay. I, I'm I'm interested. I know. So we used to play a lot of Pass the Popcorn when we yeah. lived together. Um, which, if you haven't played that game, it's a really fun kind of trivia movie game, but not movies trivia game. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. But yeah, like the the. The whole thing around trivia was that also something that you came into the show being really interested in doing, John? Because I know that's become most people's favorite part of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, like even some of the messages that I got today were people talking about like how fun they, how much fun they still have listening to the trivia and guessing along and stuff. And um, I know that's been something that we've just always been into because we, you know, we're always trying to one up each other with our movie knowledge. <laughs> I mean, I, I I come from a similar background when it comes to trivia. Like trivia is been a massive part of my life i love i love uh you know having you to, yourself a puzzler right yeah 100 percent puzzle things mm-hmm. so i also uh during uh during my like upbringing i had a copy of pass the popcorn as well um but i think we started with uh the uh trivial pursuit horror movie edition um and i think it wasn't my idea i'm pretty sure you were the one who were who was like like do you, do you think we should add like a trivia segment or something? Or I think you came Makes once sense. with a card and you were like, you're like, Hey, we should, we should try these out. And I think it was just me to you. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then that after sense. that, it became more of like a, a steady thing. Cause we had a lot of fun with it. And I was like, these questions were challenging, but it's a good time. And yeah. So, that game is, is good. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we yeah so then eventually we moved from the sun porch into a, a, a different room that was empty and just inside of a closet. <laughs> And then we came into this room inside the closet. And, and you finally uh, came out of the closet. Then we came out of the closet and turned it into the studio that you see before you if you're watching. And the show's never been gayer, and it's a good thing. Yeah, for <laughs> for uh, a little while, once we started into season two, we had like a little triangle set up where... I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, I missed that. <clears throat> like, that was... It was me over here? It yeah. It was weird imagining that we used to have discussions like that, because I'm so used to just like looking in yeah. this one direction now and having the discussions this way, but for the longest time, we were doing it in that triangle formation. Because we weren't recording the video, the video so yeah. it really didn't matter. But well, that did help with conversations. Well, I'm curious, John. I don't know if I've ever really heard your perspective on this, uh, um, and then I'll go into kind of like where my head was at with that first season and everything and, and joining, but did you... Was was being on a podcast something that you had wanted to do before joining? Um, were you a big podcast listener before joining onto the show? I'm like kind of <clears> trying <throat> to ask like where your head was at in terms of like did you feel? I assume at least for the first couple episodes you felt like you were just going to be coming on as a favor to help him out it and was, didn't think yeah. it was going to be anything long term. Yeah, that was a that was definitely the like the expectation was like I'd always wanted to try out podcasting. Like I listened to Aaron Makey's Lore and some other we were all Thank super you. obsessed yeah. with that, yeah. Um it was fucking good for a minute. Yeah. Um but so like I was like really into the idea of podcasting. Um, and I, you know, there were some like content creators who did stuff on YouTube who I had seen kind of move into having like a podcast as part of like their list of things that they did. And as somebody who was already like 
in the content creation space doing movie reviews with uh, the Entertainment Vortex. I think it might have been at the source at the time. Um, but I was like, I, I was like, it gave me more opportunity to talk about stuff that I really loved. You know, horror and sci-fi has been a huge part of my life. And so being able to have more conversations about that, I was like, even if it's just for two or three episodes, I'm down. And then uh, you asked yeah. me, you know, you're like, hey, you know, Randy's projects are getting bigger than he thought they were right. going to. So he's not going to come back. And what's really cool is getting to see some of the work that he's done in the interim um, because he did everything with, with black star. Uh, but he also um, was a huge contributor of the sound design and everything for there's a, a video game called Chris tales uh, that I believe if you have game pass, you can get on game pass uh, if you want to check out Um yeah, so shout-outs to Randy for doing uh, some really cool creative work. He's worked on a few different, like, video games and mm-hmm. I think uh, some other projects as well since we started the show, which I think yeah. is super cool. Well, and John saying that he had some bigger pro- – his projects started getting bigger is a really nice way of saying that Randy um, sat on his own balls and had to be rushed <laughs> to the hospital, <laughs> much like Mr. Belvedere. Uh, but he asked me to join the show full-time at that yeah. point, and then we – And we knew nothing, really. Yeah. I mean, it was all kind of figuring out as we go in terms of – setting it up in terms of the right kind of mics in terms of uh even editing yeah like we had no fucking idea what we well were you were doing the editing at the time because you I, I had dabbled i i think i had like an old shitty hp computer at the time i didn't even have a mac Ooh, crazy. uh yeah that is crazy yeah it's a long time ago um but i remember sitting down and like doing a shit ton of research on, it was on my on, like 11 year old computer <laughs> yeah we did the entire first season on that computer um r.i.p baby boy did yeah. you have any expectation at the time that the show would go on for any like substantial amount of time did you think because i know you did your passion project tried to tried to do because i because yeah. i we both got i guess our first collaboration in terms of podcasting was through that was yeah. was yours and mine and mine and his yeah doing interviews for that and i did the cover artwork for that i remember yeah. making that i think when we already lived here i remember being in that back room and talking with you about yeah. it but yeah, um yeah, and that, you know, because of the work that went into that and getting guests, it didn't last a super long time. And so did you think that this would be something similar? Did you feel like maybe this had legs or did you not really care at the time? You just kind of were like, let's just do this because we think it's going to be fun. And I mean, that was kind of the thing is like at first, like I thought I was just going to be filling in and then he asked me to be permanent. And at that point, like, yes, you'd be his Tilda Swinton. I, yeah, exactly. I was I was the rock. Um, but I... Did a bunch of research on on audio quality, and that's why audio quality like improved by a pretty significant margin. Uh, as we moved further into the season, we played around with a lot of the settings and adjusted some things in GarageBand, which is what the, we were using at the time, in order to try to make things sound a little better. Um, we ended up upgrading my mic. It was a gift from from you. It was a a, a Blue Yeti. I had that for uh, an entire season. Just up, that laying around, somewhere, yeah. I do still have it at the house. Um, uh, or no, I think it's here it's somewhere. Here, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was, I think we, you, we used that up until, cause we, cause you ended up using the microphone I was using for the first couple episodes you were on. And then we got you that mic, um, which is a, an audio technica 2020, AT 2020. Um, and then I ended up getting one myself because we lost all of my audio on one of the episodes we had Randy on, um, which was um, for was the Friday Thirteenth retrospective, or was it the Flanagan? It was the Flanagan stuff. It was for uh, haunting seasons. We yeah, covered. Yeah, yeah. My audio was like absolute dog shit, and at that point, we made the decision to 
upgrade more equipment. So I bought another one of these mics and then eventually we ended up upgrading yours as well to make a consistent sound. But that's, that's yeah, that journey. That's but, technical. But aside from the technical stuff in that first season, like we started having fun. I think that like, you know, we had, you know, a few listeners here and there. Uh, we didn't have a big presence on social media, but we tried. Um, and like, you know, we, some people were listening to the show and we, and we started having a really good time with it, started to find kind of our footing with format and um, get comfortable. Yeah. I think we're, I mean, at least I feel like I was probably a little <clears throat> bit stiff at the beginning there. Yeah. But as it became more conversational and more just like the same shit we would talk about without the mics, right. with the mics, it was like, this is fun and it's something I would listen to. Something that I did for a little while, regularly listen to. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day, other day too when we were doing more heavy editing and when I was doing a ton of the editing myself and was listening to all of our episodes after the fact. Um, yeah, I haven't listened really to any of our episodes <laughs> for like this entire season, but <clears throat> except to pull clips, you know, to, yeah. to scrub through and pull clips for the social media. You can't but... be listening to your own shit, man. We're not Kanye. <laughs> well, I think all, definitely not Kanye. Jesus. Um, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you walked into that one, but I did. Yeah. Um, so Jesus also walked. for anybody who is, who, who maybe doesn't know this, I know we've done Q and A's in the past, but I do think also people might be interested to know kind of where we met each other, because I think uh, people might assume that that's, this is how we met was through this podcast, but that ain't the truth. So don't fucking believe it. Uh-huh. Um, in reality, I've known this guy, Tone, uh, since 2011. Holy shit. Yeah, my freshman year of college. Okay. Um, we met in a in an art class. Shocker. Yeah. Um, Not by Tom Savini's uncle. <laughs> yeah. um, well, we met in an art class. We got paired up because we were both named Anthony. And so fuck it. Yeah, and we just ended up chatting while because we would have uh, assignments where we would have to sit across from each other and didn't we draw each other, each other's faces? Each other. Yeah, <laughs> we just, so because you're having to stare at this dude that you barely know, we just started chatting, and the one of the first things we talked about was we both were really into Tim Burton movies, and then we just started talking about movies and horror movies in general, and really my like intense love of horror movies didn't start to grow until I met you because I was like, oh, this is a thing that other people. Like, I always just thought it was something that I was kind of into since being a kid and, and freaked out by. And I think even at that period, I still wasn't, like, desensitized to horror. Mm, so stuff still freaked mm-hmm. me out. But Totally. Then we started doing things like, when you know, we didn't see each other a lot. But when we did, it would be to get together to go see The Conjuring or whatever it was. And so we... Go to shows sometimes. Go to shows, yeah. And so we became friends that way and kind of, like, went in and out of each other's lives for a while. And then eventually there was a um, an extended period of time where we lived together in college um, and then ended up in this house together. I worked where John currently works at Peach, mm-hmm. the Peach Corporation. Um, <laughs> and coincidentally, I was working at a place with John's wife, and we did not know that. And we were living together. Mm-hmm. And, and we didn't know that there was that we were, connection. Yeah, well, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You and Miss Jig were living together. Yeah. And so one day I think she was like, hey, my husband works with your roommate or something. And I was like, wait, what? And we've just had nothing but weird, like coincidental, yeah, coincidental matchups of people since then. But um, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then I remember at work, um, you know, not knowing much about you, John, outside of the fact that you were married um, jump, and <laughs> and that you wore joggers. That was pretty much all I knew about you. Yeah. And that you had a dope beard. And um then as time progressed, both through you and through Nick, I started realizing that you guys were into movies and we started having more just movie conversations. 
Um, and then, yeah, I kind of went down a dark spiraling path, which I've talked about, you know, very openly on the show before, but I, um, you know, I'm a recovering alcoholic. That was a, a, a dark period, dark period of my life when these guys ended up starting the podcast. So there were very good reasons why I was not a part of that in the first season. Um, and should not have been. So it's good I wasn't around. You wouldn't have wanted to listen to that, even if the audio quality had been good. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, really, the whole first season went by. And I remember thinking, like, these guys are so fucking lucky that they did the thing that I've wanted to do. Because I've been a podcast listener for, like, got, back when I used to just listen to, well, I used to, just used to listen to NPR. <laughs> and, and because NPR had shows that they spun off into podcasts. Mm. I would then listen to like Radio Lab and stuff. And then yeah. I started finding podcasts of different genres and comedy and movies. And I wanted to start one so bad, which is part of why I got you that microphone was I was like, yeah, maybe we can start something. Let's do it. Yeah. And so I was a bit jealous that first season. Um, and now so, you just got to get me a camera. <laughs> yeah. So then once the opportunity um, opened up in the beginning, it was really just for me to come on and um, help you guys come up with a new logo for the second that's season. right yeah yeah um and, and, did, and there's that fucking bad boy right there that yeah it's there and it's, cool. and it's right here on forever mm-hmm. yeah so i designed this logo did a, a little revamp and then came on to do a guest episode this was after the love death and robots one i did a guest episode with you guys where you kind of just interviewed me and this was when we had you had already decided that you wanted to open or extend the invitation for me to join the show so i came on and did like a little test interview episode um, which would be really interesting to go back and listen to if you guys want to scroll back on the feed and listen to um, my first episode because I was definitely very stiff. Probably not jaded awkward. yet. Yeah. <laughs> on the whole fucking genre. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, very fresh. Very, very, very green. Uh, little boy. Very green. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, totally. so it started that way. And then I, because graphic design is my passion, <laughs> I decided that I was going to kind of take over the uh, the branding aspect and the social media aspect and um that shit exploded yes and then i just started putting a fuck ton of work into uh networking and uh yeah the show really took off from there and we that's when i think in the second season when we really started solidifying the segments and then moving in from season two to three is when we um started like branding things i don't know if it was still season four when like names like chop talk and final cut came along because for the longest time we were just calling it news and then we had a watch list at the end yeah yeah um we toyed around it evolved yeah becoming chop talk trivia main discussion and final cut were the sections we had at the time um having so much content is part of the reason why we almost didn't do a season five was because coming up with all of that you know all of what we still do plus a final cut which was oftentimes plus just more bonuses, movies and plus things. commentary. Like, yeah, we, we put a lot on our plates. Yeah, and I think yeah. it was. I think that was in an, in an effort to try to make it a thing. You know, make it like a like a permanent staple thing. And I think yeah. that I think that I mean, as much as we could continue doing the exact same stuff, I just think that now, even having removed some of it off of our plate, I don't think that we're in a place where this does enough anymore. To, it, it it doesn't always tickle my creative itch. It and tickles my that, have a fun conversation itch. Yeah. And yeah. I know that like we did some trivia bonuses where we were coming up with stuff and that kind of got us there for a while. But then that became difficult for us all to do and we wouldn't always remember. And um, I mean, at one point we stopped the show in the middle. Yeah. And it was I was in grad school at the time. You were in grad school. And I just could not well, and there do was, it all. There was also like a like a like a personal loss at that point in time as well. Oh 
Yeah, I mean, and his virginity. Yeah, uh, I mean, and fly, fly. but it, it was <laughs> it was it was really hard during that time specifically because I believe it was in the middle of season three. Ah, that and, was tough. And we just and so we stopped and we didn't think we were going to be able to do it anymore. I needed a break. Yeah, I mean, and, for my mental health. Yeah, the break definitely helped for sure, and I think that. And I got that fucking degree, so at least it was worth it. And then a master of none. And then <laughs> and then COVID hit. Too. And then COVID hit. Yeah, I mean, it was rough. Made I mean, for it, an especially depressing um, period of time. But yeah. but then the movie that fucking huge, brought us back. Huge shout out to Lee Winnell for, yeah, <laughs> for saving Invisible the podcast. Man, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's still maybe one of the best movies we watched. It. Yeah, it was one of the best movies we've watched for the show wholesale. Well, and I think a lot of that just goes into like when it hit and the fact that it was like the last, I think it was the last movie I saw before COVID really went into full covid mode and um that was also it's just a random like january release too wasn't it yeah but yeah. it felt so awesome to walk out of that and we all just were uh, you know in agreement that like we need to get on mic and we need to talk about this even if it because at the time i remember us even saying like even if that doesn't mean we're coming back and doing the show for more than just that episode we at least want to come back and do that episode so we came back for invisible man and then once we did that i think we all kind of realized like yeah, we missed doing this. I mean, we knew the whole time. Like, yeah. we, we were texting back and forth. Like, I really hope that he pulls through what he's going through, and and we get back into the swing of it because, you know, yeah. that was a time where I was like still, you know, head over heels. Like, and especially not being employed for a year during COVID for mm-hmm. me. Like, all I had in my life was watching six movies a day. Um, yeah. That was when I was like. Uh, I was sad. I was on benders. I just I couldn't do yeah. it. Well, I mean, I mean, part- yeah, we've it's I I think that that the lesson we should definitely take from that is that it's it's pretty fucking impressive that we were able to keep this thing going for five seasons and two hundred and what forty episodes. Yeah, two hundred and forty as of this episode. Yeah, two hundred and forty episodes. Um, and well, what's in a ten? And we've all, <laughs> I mean, we've all been through a lot of shit over oh, that time. God, there are definitely man. episodes where I talk about ex girlfriends I'm not with anymore. Um, mm-hmm. There are episodes, I don't have that problem, but <laughs> there are episodes where I talk about jobs that I no longer have that ended horribly and things like that. Like, there's just been a lot of yeah. um, since we've started. I think I've worked at like four different places or five different places. I'm we the only entire, one with any consistency. We will say. <laughs> We did an entire, uh, we did an entire October with me in Tennessee. Oh shit! Remember, we did an yeah. entire Terror Tales where I was having to very depressedly watch all of our Terror Tales stuff from my hotel room that. in Tennessee with giant fucking Tennessee bugs getting into the hotel room, and um, <laughs> I was just like weeping every day. I just missed you guys, and I missed being home, and it was That's awful, tough, and I uh, I hated it. But it showed me that absence makes the heart grow fonder, <laughs> and. Um, yeah, it was it was rough, but I mean, it's, just, I, it's so yeah. weird thinking about like the different, just the different iterations that the show has gone through. Also, because we had the you know the the music was one thing, and then we changed it almost every season. We had Randy do it. We got Roger Jackson involved. We had I think we did it mm-hmm. the first one, and then yeah. we had Randy do one. And I think did we do a second one? So we took some things and we kind of revamped some of the oh, segment see, head see, yeah. musics. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. And then we had my buddy Jeff, shout out to Jeff, do one. 
and uh, I think he did this one, right? Yeah. Yeah, we had uh, Constance come in oh, and yeah. uh, do a little intro for us for a long time. We yeah. had a, a, a special camp song that we put together when we, we started did. doing our camp segments that every was summer. Yeah, which so was... shout out to Miss Jig and Ashley the intern for helping us out with yeah. that. That was a fun thing we threw into the mix was our summer camps. I remember the first year. Yeah. I, I remember, uh, I think this was because the I, I bring them up all the time at pretty much it, the channel that I've followed for a long time. They had a summer camp segment on their YouTube channel years ago where they recorded yeah. all their episodes outdoors around a campfire. And I remember, you know, I was getting hyped for summer and I had never watched all the Friday the 13th mm-hmm. movies. And I remember we were like, let's do a summer camp theme and talk about Friday the 13th. But then we also got to talk about Madman and the Burning. With the Radio Nasties Radio boys. Nasties. Uh, yeah, we had an awesome summer camp that year. It was fucking awesome. Like, it was and, just great. It and was the a blast. the amount of movies that I have watched during these five years that I probably would not have watched, not all of them winners, but there are some in there that are so fucking good that I will want to take with me forever. Or just movies that I have a completely different perspective on because I had the opportunity to have a long thought out conversation on it with you guys or movies i've gone back to revisit and either liked more or liked less like um, did we ever actually talk about arrival on the show <laughs> i don't know if we i mean I, that I, would be pretty hilarious if we went the whole show that's so referencing funny. your favorite 2016 film but not <laughs> actually ever reviewing it yeah no i agree <laughs> yeah but i mean we've also that's we, fucking funny, we made some great connections with some some individuals who who run other shows um, with some filmmakers. I mean, we've talked to so many different people yeah. on the show, and yeah, that I mean, shows give us a platform that for that. We had set out to do. Like, I remember we talked about how we wanted to eventually. I mean, on a smaller scale. Yeah, there was a period of time where we thought that there was potential for the show to, you know, we were, we were taking on sponsorships, and we were uh, getting, you know, we had screeners. the interview with uh, Richard Oaks and Adam Leader, and we yeah. were getting screeners and. Um, I mean, I got to see two of their movies ahead of time because of the relationship that we formed with them. I saw Hosts and mm-hmm. I saw Feed Me um, like a couple months before that came out because um, uh, what's the actor's name? Uh, Neil? Neil. Neil. I know he's Neely Neil or something. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, I'm so sorry that I can't remember your name off the top of my head. It'll come to me. It'll pop in my head. But um, when, but yeah, him just reaching out on Twitter just because he remembered that we had a, and you manned that whole interview by yourself because we both flaked on it, sweating that day. <laughs> Neil Ward is his Neil name. Neil Ward, Ward, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we had that connection. Yeah, and I think then, you guys had to work, and I was able to. I might have been unemployed too. <laughs> yeah, um, or something. Yeah, I was talking uh, with the Elm Street Boys about this earlier because when I first kind of popped in on the social media i had this dream of like one day we will be in the inner circle of to me what i thought at the time were like the the upper echelon inner circle of horror podcast shows which was a podcast on elm street at the time the creepy crap podcast with uh, daniel crapster uh, from australia radio nasties some of the shows no, no longer exist but um I hope everybody's extreme doing well. horror replay extreme horror replay all Shows that we ended up collaborating with extensively, and also the Fang Girls was one of them. Fang Girls, they were great. Yeah, um, all people that we made friends with. That what's that? What about the the two from LA? What were their names? Oh, um, Um, uh, Fear the Talking Queers. No, all right, talking about uh, is it women or the? the, It was a woman and and a man. Oh, ah. Oh, they, it's the one where they like would like watch the beginning and watch the end, and then come up with the thing in the middle. And we did the same. Something spoils something. 
don't know. <laughs> uh, something spoils everything. Spoil yeah. everything podcast. Yeah. Something. Yeah. That's yeah. one. But there's another one that I can't remember. They were like actors. Oh, um, uh, shoot. Oh. We had them on a couple times. They played trivia. Yeah, it was uh, Roshane and Erica. Yes. Uh, what's, the, what's the show called? Homies of Horror. Yes. Homies of Horror. There Thank we go. You. Um, anyway, yeah. And, and, and trust us, this is not because we have forgotten about those shows. It's just a lot to remember. Like, we've just, we've we've done a lot more than I think we realize until we're just now listening. And I'm like, oh, shit, we did do a lot more guest stuff than I ever realized. But um, those are now, like, for me, in like, the people that I made friends with, like, they felt like my legitimate friends who happened to just live in other countries or across the country. But I talked to a lot of you guys all the time and um a lot of you have become really close personal friends for me um gotta throw chuck and rough Go to the yeah movies there so too. uh chuck jeff or chuck norris i mean that, I mean, there's so many people that, that dude and i talk like out, every yeah. day uh steven i mean i know he wasn't part of a, a podcast Vail. but he's been he's guested on things and has become one of my absolute best friends um people that I, somebody that i love talking to um, and he's across the country Chloe, Gore yeah. Girls, has been a huge She's in a different country. For, yeah, forever. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, Mark and Brooke from a podcast on Elm Street. Also like, in a different country, but a little closer. Yeah, I always looked up to those guys. Um, I still do. They're now starting a second show called uh, Podcast on Fury Road. Like, I still look up to you guys for the amount of work that you put into your stuff and um, the fact that you've been doing it for so long. But yeah, there's Josh so the many... horror movie crew. Yeah, yeah, we were just talking. He messaged me yesterday, two days ago, and asked me what I thought of talk to me, and he was like, "I need somebody more intelligent than me to discuss this with." And I was like, <laughs> "You might uh, be barking up the wrong tree." Yeah, brother. I was like, "I don't know about more intelligent, but I definitely want to shoot the shit about this movie." And we had a great long conversation like just yesterday. So yeah, Josh um, and everyone at Horror Movie Crew. But yeah, the fact that we were able to collaborate with everyone, we got to do like that big Lord of the Rings episode with everybody. Oh, yeah. like, oh I didn't. On Chuck's show, yeah. Yeah, we did. And then we did the Dumb and Dumber episode with Chuck because he had so said that he fun. didn't like Dumb and Dumber, so we did an episode about that with him. Yeah, and that's the first time I've ever thought someone's opinion was wrong. I've done guest episodes <laughs> on Chuck's show. I did It's a Wonderful Life. I did... Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, I did... Um, I believe, didn't we? We all did A Nightmare Before Christmas with Chuck. We did. Yeah, I did uh, both versions of Maniac with the Elm Street guys. I think I've done at least a couple other collaborations on both of their channels that I'm just forgetting now. You were on one of the Krubies things for, for Horror Movie Crew? Yeah, I was on the uh, Cocktails, or in my yeah. in, in my case, Buds with the Crew, um, and uh, chatted uh, mostly about Scream and just like horror mm. stuff that we loved with Josh from Horror Movie Crew, but... Yeah, tons of awesome collaborations, and then being able to bring Randy back onto the show, um, like we had said earlier, for to a do, few different collaborations, uh, the Haunting of Hill House and Haunting of Bly Manor episode. He came in for some of our Jurassic stuff when we were doing. Um, yeah, joined the, us on some of uh, the streams. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing that I totally forgot about is that we had our Twitch stream going for a little bit and at least got through three and a half Resident Evil games. <laughs> yeah, why well, now there's a better version of that Resident Evil game too. So I'm like, ah, ah, hey. could happen might bring the twitch back at some point yeah, yeah. No, never say never but that could, be, that could be our new weekly hang <laughs> just watching john play resident evil yeah but yeah so that was yeah, so that... super fun and then being able to continue the terror tales but do them collaboratively with people like having people submit movies and then having a big list to pare down and watch some of the best and some of the worst movies we've seen through the entire run of the show because of the terror tales well, in Terror Tales, I think it was also where kind of the um, the theme thing that we now kind of adopted for at least the latter half of this season 
kind of originated because I still very fondly, especially remember the year where we did like Giallo, Hammer, mm. Comedy Horror, and something else. Probably just Halloween again. Halloween, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but doing the Terror Tales every year and having those be a thing where like I could put up the lists every year and have people give their thoughts on the movies and, and us being able to cont- carry that tradition and make it even bigger and better um, as the years have gone on. Uh, attaching Terror Tales. Still do maybe just not 31. I was yeah. yeah, I was even yeah, I was even <laughs> thinking of trying to do like maybe an alphabetical list this year oh, okay. since, since I got the roulette on the brain mm-hmm. or something. But... You're gonna have to come up with a few extra though. Yeah. <laughs> another another fun that we thing that we got to do uh, collaborative collaboratively as well during that time of the year was Terror Tunes, making our little playlists. Those are still was, available. Was most of you, John, and I thank you for it for all the hard <laughs> well, work. Well, the put first in. one was definitely collaborative. Yeah, and then we were like, yeah. "Are there any more Halloween songs?" And I was like. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> I got Pretty you. much, yeah. I was actually just listening to that the other day. I was like, I need to get in the spooky mood. What can I listen to? And I was like, oh, wait. I got four, four whole playlists. playlists. Yeah, and I was like, here we go. And it was perfect. It was just what I needed. Yeah, and then the most like current iteration of the show was when we decided to start doing this on YouTube and uh, recording everything, and that changed up kind of the style. And, and um, something that I kind of wanted to get around to is talking about how the show has impacted other parts of our life. Cause that's something that I, like I have realized, especially in the last year, year and a half is really how much it's, this has impacted really massively other parts of my life. I mean, outside of the last couple relationships I've been in, the person having to get used to me having a day that I go hang out with the boys and do a podcast or like my whole family is now used to the idea of asking me like, when are you doing the podcast? Yeah. My boss When's the podcast? You guys still doing the podcast? Um, everybody yeah, showing lots of interest and supporting that. When and, we decided to end things, and I and I mentioned it to people, they were like, "What? Yeah, like people were like why? It's become like, a part of uh, like identi- our people routine. identify yeah. us yeah. with the show, and and um, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, as far as impact goes, I mean, I, you know, at first it was just impacting physically, where it's like, how are we a fuck are we going to do this? Yeah, and, and all the people like your butthole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. had to clench it, but also like having to worry about other people being loud because at the time I was living with other people. There's uh, a packed house when, when you started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now living alone, it's not so much of an issue except for my dogs, <laughs> which is also something that happened as the show started. Mm-hmm. Is I got dogs. The porcelain pets. Yeah, the porcelain pups. Um, and it brought me a lot of joy. Like John was saying at the beginning, it was great. And then when I was going through, you know, my turmoil or whatever, it was tough. And, and and there was definitely times when the show did feel more of a chore than anything else. Yeah. Um, and and that was and that was hard, especially at that time. Some of I mean, that was also you were doing a lot of the work. I mean, like if was. you th- if you think about it, like at that time, I I still didn't have a computer. I um I would you know I would show up for the show and I would do as much like research and things right. as I could. But I mean, as far as like being able to support with editing, I didn't have the the ability to do that yet. Um, and I think that part of what helped us get over the hump once you got back into the saddle of things was I bought a computer and and we split everything up. And we, yeah, we split a lot of the duties. Yeah, you I took mean, over social media the sh- throughout the course of the show. We've, we've all we've all sat on the desk. The yeah. yeah, and so that was hugely helpful. I think in us kind of getting used to what our show sounded like, like out from an um, you know an outside perspective, and also just. I learned a lot about editing audio, things that I still use in in the work that I do. Um, And people liked 
the sound of our show and the, like the, the little like technical qualities of it and the editing and stuff. And that's when um, I realized I was very thankful that you guys had figured most of that out. Before <laughs> <I came laughs> Took but a yeah. lot of research and a lot but of work. I, no, I totally but... agree that there were parts. I mean, there have been times throughout the show where I've just been like, oh, God, you know, like we're still doing do this. this. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm like not really in, into it anymore. And until, I kind of want to do something until else. Until we and... get here and we're doing it. And then I'm like, oh, that's right. That's always what it was. It's like as soon as I got in the room with you guys. Um, I was like, yeah, I was fucking wrong, and I my brain is broken. But that I'm, is why we pared down the show in a lot of ways. Like, we got rid of Final Cut. We changed the bonus episodes to be very simplistic. Even the episodes now are really simple. Yeah, I yeah. stopped putting quite as much work into trying to figure out every single bit of news that people might find interesting. Yeah. Like, I pared Chop Talk, Chop Talk down to just, like, the things I personally thought would interest us based on what we had talked about or what we were into. Um, you know, and then really just kind of going into this, especially this last season with the mentality of let's make sure we're having fun with this and let's make sure that that's the most important thing. And it has been, I think that this season has, has been one of the more fun seasons just in terms of not being stressed about it. Um, and I know that we're really not doing too much editing anymore because, I mean, I think part of it is like we, you know, we're over it. But also, I think part of it is we've we gotten better. Need to. Yeah, we we've yeah. improved as public speakers, and I think that that's helped in my professional life by oh, a yeah. significant margin. I think that that the ability to have an eloquent conversation isn't something that was a problem for me. I don't know if anybody it, listening to this show would say that our conversations <laughs> are eloquent. I, John, but I'm but saying, you know what mean. <laughs> I'm saying the control of right. of ha- not necessarily following into the likes and ums of the world like it's a little i (laughs) do it right after um it's not something that's Mm -hmm. as necessary to just continue my thoughts i'm i have a better connection between my brain and my mouth than i did before and i think that that's been to you know to my benefit by a significant amount yeah i think we've all gotten a lot better at yeah i think i think my ability to like structure my thoughts especially around movies Mm -hmm. like and my ability to talk about movies in a, in a like I said, eloquent in a analytical, well thought out analytical way, mm-hmm. um, and the way I look that. at movies and watch movies, like I don't know how much of that's gonna fade away if we don't end up coming back to doing like any sort of movie show in the future or anything, um, because really I think my brain now is just programmed in the way that I watch movies to think like well even just like you were talking about Zombievers and our bonus like yeah that movie's not. Oscar quality, but you're finding things about it that make sense in the way that it's shot. Maybe yeah. you wouldn't have done that. Like watching you know, Zodiac, I was ago. just marveling at the amount of insert shots and yeah. thinking about how those were probably a different person's hands and filmed on a different day. And like the all, like that's the stuff that my brain is constantly doing. And then also while I'm watching a movie, I'm also almost always thinking especially if it's something for the show, but even if it's not, I'm always thinking like what are my thoughts on this going to be when I talk with you guys about right. it, um, and that's and always are they gonna on my be, mind when I watch something. Are they going to be mirrored? Are is there going to be like dissenting opinions and things like that? Yeah. That's always something that I that I didn't have a problem with thinking about, you know, because I mean, you know, most of our movie discussions would be in passing at work or just at a party having yeah, a conversation if you with someone. You could just be like, I, I got a, an appointment. I got to get to, yeah, <laughs> I, I got to see a man about a horse. Get yeah. out of here. Um, but <laughs> I, I mean, coming in and say, you know, and being able to say 
at first it was coming in and, and saying, oh, my argument I feel like is watertight. And these are the things that I feel about this movie. And I'm the right opinion. Mm-hmm. And then over time, as we all got better eyes, you know, got to use our special eyes. Um, but we, also, I think on top of yeah. that, like being able to listen to what somebody else is saying and to, take that in. Yeah, exactly. Truly listen. Yeah. I mean, that was the point I was getting after was that as time went on, I valued the amount of dissenting opinions that came my way because, I mean, most of the time, I'm usually more positive on a movie than anybody else is. But, I mean, just – I mean, true. I don't think I ever left except, a conversation – Except Fifth Element. <laughs> yeah, except for that one. I don't think I ever left a conversation feeling like I liked a movie less but that I had a different perspective that I could take – and that I could see these potential flaws mm-hmm. or just being able to look at something from a different light. Yeah. I mean, you guys have definitely seen things and heard things and noticed things in these movies that we've watched that went way over my head. And so that's always cool for me to get those perspectives from you guys. But then additionally, like I've gone into movies and be like, eh, I don't know how I feel about that. But after talking, and I think we've all said this, and actually discussing this movie, it could have swayed my opinion on it because I might maybe understand something more or like it less because it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. That was shitty. Yeah. And stuff like that. Exactly the same from my perspective. Like, a lot, I'm, I'm not... A lot of time when I go to see a movie, especially in the theaters, I'm, like, absorbed and I don't always... Trying to be. <laughs> yeah, I try to be. And I don't always pick up on things that maybe to you seemed obvious connections or themes going on. And so, yeah, I... I I love that excitement of walking out of a, a, a new horror or sci-fi movie or even just whatever the new movie is and just waiting for you guys to have seen it or usually I, you're the first and then it's waiting for us. Mm-hmm. But whatever <laughs> case it is, waiting so that everybody is on board so we can all start texting about it and yeah. then hopefully get on the show and start talking about it and fleshing everything out. But really for me too, my my passion and my love for movies in general i don't think would be anywhere close to what it is now without this show and the amount of movies that we have had to watch for the show but like i now spend a lot of my time watching just you know older movies yeah. and classic movies and movies that are considered classics that i had never seen before things that have popped up on this movies trivia game so not even necessarily just horror and sci-fi um but like being able to go to like my also my 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 love of horror also has just grown exponentially like i'm sure i would have been really into it without having to do do this show but like you know being able to go to monster palooza and be able to go like we've watched that and talked about it and that and that and that and that and that and that people we and meet people that like yeah and we've talked about their work and we've and being able to go like i feel like i'm really a part of this community through this show like yeah. that's that's what's you know bonded us to the rest of this horror community um but yeah i mean now i'm like you know i was telling john last week like i am i'm i'm itching to the point where it's just like it's a it's a pain now to film something to make something and i don't know you know it's always something i've been kind of interested in but i think just through doing the show it's just become such a massive part of my life like just movies are just such a movies in general i think first and foremost yeah we gravitate toward horror and sci-fi but i think we're all just movie lovers yeah and the art of it you know even the viewing experience of it i think we all just fell in love with that and it stayed with us and we just decided to go in this direction specifically because i think we all kind of we're you know we're spooky kids (laughs) yeah that's kind of just the turn it took but really at the end of the day we all just love 
movies. Yeah, I think I think that 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 sums up a lot of like what the impetus was, why we decided that this was something that was necessary for us, and I think that that it started from a place of we love these things, we love film, we love you know TV, we love you know yeah. this content that we're getting to or even enjoy. Just telling spooky stories together yeah. or talking about uh non-fiction stuff like that was probably the highlight of this season at least one of the big highlights of this season was when we did our non-fiction november yeah um, and got to cover vlad the impaler and houdini and the warrens the, yeah, yeah. And jack the ripper like that was warrens awesome. is still one of our highest watched episodes aside from the one that's behind your head everything, everything everywhere all at once. once that one i think time in hollywood yeah um yeah, yeah if, and if getting we can to get do all that research and <laughs> But getting to do all that research into those topics and learn so many things about Houdini that I never would have known otherwise or about the Warrens being hack frauds and about uh, Vlad the Impaler <laughs> maybe actually not being so bad a dude, historically speaking, in the perspective of people, well, his, his home country. Yeah, of his home country. Yeah, yeah. but just like I feel like I've learned a shit ton from this show, not only... He put the cool in Dracula. <laughs> well, and also like through Chop Talk, just learning a ton about how the industry works. Like we, because we've, we've discussed so much shit has happened. We like, predicted crazy. shit because yeah. of how much we've learned. Yeah. But talking about like. The like re- talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Really as this whole streaming thing has evolved, like we've been, we've really covered a ton of shit around it's been crazy. the weird, crazy games that have happened with studios, studios merging, studios uh, buying things and disappearing and coming up with streaming services like i remember when disney uh plus first became a thing and we were talking about the mandalorian coming out and um it's been a while I, that, and that's i feel like that's another way that my life has been impacted was that yeah we know about the stuff and then i can take that and like talk to other people about it because people I have, have long a, discussions a vague with my idea all some the time it. about yeah. the industry and, but mm-hmm. even and, like with my nieces and my sister like getting them involved in the show and being able to talk to them i feel like that's you know maybe not been the sh- strongest part of their relationship but i think it's definitely helped in that regard it's like hey you want to talk about this or you know she listen sometimes and, and yeah the i mean girls seeing your listen, nieces in like, porcelain yeah. peak shirts like you know and having your niece at monster palooza with us was yeah pretty amazing getting to go to a hocus pocus panel with your niece was yeah exactly magical. and i don't <laughs> think that we would have gotten to do those things with, without this yeah there's only one thing missing baby john brasher yeah <laughs> uh i mean i i know that this is gonna this is challenging saying like hey that it's time i mean because i mean i mean it started off as just a couple of guys wanting to talk about movies yeah (laughs) and at the end of it i mean this was this was our therapy session this was our place to talk about how we felt about things Mm -hmm. talk about the world and how much cinema impacts that space and i think that being able to have these conversations and to connect with you and with the two of you and like I said, it's it's been something that's kept me sane during some of the most turmoil-filled years of probably history. Uh, and I think that being able to push past that and yeah. really have some great discussions. I mean, that's just, probably my biggest worry about ending the show. Yeah. It's not seeing you guys like I mean, scheduled motherfuckers. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But I mean, we. I think that's part. I mean, I said it earlier in the show. We have to keep the fire going. Well, and that like that's Carried what a fire, baby. Yeah, that, that's what I've been. Um, when people ask me about like why why we do the show, or um, you know, really the thing that I always say is, when you're an adult, it is so hard to have 
friends. It's just hard to yeah. have friends because yeah. you have so much of your own shit going on that you have to be responsible for and that you have to take care of. And it's like you spend all day at work, so we're going to hang out with work people. Like, you, yeah. You know, your choices, I feel like, become pretty limited. Well, and especially yeah. with the type of people we are where we can get in so much into our own heads that, um, yeah. you know, this was a way to, to yeah, it was forcing ourselves to get together every week, but we knew it was something that we all needed for our own mental health. And we knew it was something that was good for us most of the time. Um, <laughs> and we, the longer this went on and the more we realized like, okay, yeah, maybe we're not going to become famous on this or, you know, but then we all kind of decided like, but that doesn't matter because the thing that's more important to us is that we get to see each other every week and that we have, you know, as good a time now as when we were doing it back in season two or, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that, we have a blast and that there were enough people listening and chatting with us and telling us that this was an important part of their Mondays. You know, the thing that really sticks out to me the most is people talking about listening to the show to get through their work day. And I've heard that from multiple people and I'll be reading some messages here in a little bit from people um, who said some really nice things, but that's what I did with podcasts that I really loved that uh, was, it was like a way to get through the work day. Um, to feel like you were hanging out with friends while you were doing some tedious shit that you didn't want to do. And if we could, you know, if you felt like we were hanging out in the room with you and you were shouting trivia with us, like that is the feeling that I wanted this show to be the entire time. And the fact that it was that for a lot of people, um, is magic. Like for me, mm-hmm. that's, that's Love that. like, that's magic. Like, um, you know, the, the things that really that and storytelling, like, which to me, this is, you know, kind of, a, a part of that it's all communication and the fact that we live in an age where we were able to do this show and make friends who live in other countries and and uh you know in in other states and the even when we were apart like being able to stay in communication through the show and 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 that kind of stuff like it's um it's 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 magic it's you know it blows my mind to think about how different my life would be if we hadn't done if, this for five years or if when years. randy had decided he couldn't do it if you had been like well fuck and turn just turned it in then and decided not to do it like that easily could have dude yeah when you said that it, it, you've like, turned shit down for less <laughs> yeah i had like a chill down my spine when you were talking about that because i was like yeah there you very easily could have just made the decision of i okay then i'm not going to continue doing yeah. this i was like hey can you just send me the audio anyway and i'll figure it out yeah, or if John hadn't been available at the time, because John is always fu- crazy fucking busy and has yeah. a, f- a family. Yeah. Um. And so I, you know, if he hadn't been available and you hadn't been able to yeah. continue on your own, then it never would have gone long enough for me to get my shit straight. And that's the other thing that, like, you know, again, I've talked about this on the show, but I don't have a lot of confidence in the idea that I would have stayed sober Um for as long as I have, if I didn't have something like this to put my time and energy in, especially during the pandemic, I don't know if that would have been possible for me. So um, the scariest things that any of us has ever have to de- de- you know, deal with in our adult lives. And I mean, I think that that the fact that we had something to go back well, knowing to, I had to keep my shit together for you guys so that I could be here to do the show. And, and, and then for the people who were listening, um, is a huge part of how I was able to keep my shit together because you know, up until the past couple years, um, it, there was still that temptation, and when things would get get hard, like now it's not even a thought in my mind, but um, which is amazing. But at the time, yeah. like in those first couple years, where when I was getting sober, it was tough, 
and I had a couple, you know, little slip ups, but, um, you know, like I said, especially during the pandemic when really all I had going on was just watching a lot of movies and staying up all night. Uh, at least I knew I had to be here on a specific day of the week to do the show and I needed to be coherent enough to do the social media and do the networking and put the things together. And, um, and we did so, I mean, for what it's worth, during that time, we did some of the coolest shit we did on the show. Like, our our trivia series where we had on all of those different podcast guests. Mm. That all happened during the pandemic. We, and I think we wouldn't <laughs> have been able to do those things if it wasn't for how... episode, right? That was like 12 yeah. guests, right? Yeah. yeah. For shit. how much technology improved during that time, specifically on the software end of things like Zoom. Uh, being able to record audio directly off of those oh. sources made it so that way we could connect with people all across the globe and we wouldn't have those strong connections with those people without getting to have those moments of connecting base through you know through a digital platform face to face and i yeah. think that and that's ass to ass, yeah. honestly yeah and, I, um, and sometimes ass to mouth yeah <laughs> Uh, and then, and then, just in terms of like real world effects that the show has had on, on my life, the job that I currently have is the best job that I've ever had. It's what I've been wanting to do with my life really for the longest time, and um, I, you know, I get to be doing artistic things and being creative and making an impact on. He did artistic things, <laughs> and uh, and and, and make wrong. an impact on my community. And part of the reason I got that job was because I spent a year basically building my portfolio out of the things I was making for the social media. And then when I went and did the interview for the job that I'm working, I used that as my portfolio. And and you I, did work for other shows too along the way, right? Yeah. And that, and that was able to get my, get me in the, in the door and get me the job. And then I was able to show that I had what it took to then excel at what I was doing and, and, you know, grow into a, a much more like creative lead role in, in where I'm working right now. But also just um the the stuff about knowing the industry and knowing how things like narrative work and all of that has come into play in in a lot of big ways in my job and my boss has straight up told me like that information is more valuable than a lot of the information that anybody else in this area has like you because you know we're we run our business like it's the hero's journey and it's got a narrative and we're trying to take people on a journey and mm. so you're like narrative know-how that you've learned from your show and watching movies and also just the things about being able to edit audio and edit video and you know things that i've just gotten better you know mostly the audio stuff and also just being able to do an interview like i can go do interviews with people and i'm comfortable speaking or running meetings like i can do that now and i don't know if i would have been able to do that half as well without shitting my pants um mm. uh before this so yeah I mean, we know just... you know a, a good shit in the pants <laughs> yeah, so true i've learned okay but yeah, yeah i mean it's just been it's it's made a a ridiculously big impact on my life and um so it's i think it was just in this past week that it, i really started thinking like it's yeah. it's i mean it is really like Porcelain Peak is—it's like we're losing someone. Like, the, yeah, you know, it, like, it, we're going to be grieving. I think for a little bit, and I think that the best way to handle that is going to be for us to continue to just get together and hang out every week. And I've been telling people who have been sad about the show ending that we have ideas. We have ideas, but also we have a we have a um, creative mojo between the three of us, and we have a camaraderie that I think would be a waste not to put to use in some 
respect mm-hmm. going forward. And I think most people who like our show agree that that's why they like it is because we have an energy. Um, a synergy. You know, beyond yeah. just loving to hang out with each other, I think that we, you know, given a few months, we're we're going to be like, we need to make something. Like something yeah. has to, you know, because that's what we love doing is we love making things together. And whether that's a podcast or a video love. series or... Love, yeah. yeah. I mean that 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 happens regardless, brother. <laughs> um, yeah, or or short films or music or whatever the hell we decide we want to get into. Um, you know, I think we, you know, it, it would be a shame for us to fall apart. So um, I'm hoping we can stick together and keep doing cool stuff. And whether you guys get to see that or not, it's not my problem. No, uh, <laughs> it's uh, and that's the end. No, but I mean, whether you guys get to see that uh, now or, or you know, in a couple months or whether it's in a year or whatever it is, you know, I don't want to put any ideas in people's heads or I don't want to put any time frames on us. I want us to be able to take as long a break as we feel we deserve and we need. Um, I just but, don't think that this will be the last you see of us. No. Yeah. 100%. Um, on that note, though, and as we've kind of gone through yeah. the uh, the whole journey of the Some show. shouties? Yeah. yeah, I do want to... Uh, you want to run through some of the patrons? Yeah, well, we're getting to the, the messages that we got sent in. I'll go ahead and I'll read through the people who have supported us over through the Creep Cult on Patreon. And we thank you so fucking much. Yeah. Like, even if you were just following us, we appreciate any support that we've gotten from anybody along the way ever, really. But these are the people who helped make video on this show possible who helped make our audio sound way better than it did when we first started helped it helped me meet skeet ulrich as i say is it helped <laughs> it helped us do cool things like take a picture with bruce campbell that's some shit i didn't think i was ever gonna oh, get to fucking yeah, do right yeah. um it helped us get to a point where we were recognizable enough that somebody came to us and said hey do you want to see our movie early interview us and talk about it before other people get to see it those types of experiences would not be possible without the people that i'm about to read on this list so uh armando chuck chloe kyle uh Brittany, sarah carlos mark and brooke mm. uh your dad robert uh so angelina wrong. your sister yeah yeah uh jeff josh steven veyu ashley the intern uh the people over at horror movie crew yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh and michael from we love horror uh without those people uh we we wouldn't have been able to keep the show going in times where we needed to needed more money you know i think that that helped us, like I said, improve yeah. improve in all of the quality spaces that we needed to, and allowed us to make a really high quality show. Yeah, thank absolutely. you all, and so a lot of much. those people. Yeah, not only through monetary support, but also just through awesome conversations. Um, and a lot of them have uh, shows of their own. So if you heard something on there that you haven't listened to, check check these guys out. Yeah, we we mentioned Mark and Brooke. They have two shows now. Yeah, um, uh, and they're the, actually the first ones who I'm going to read a message from. Yeah. Uh, this is from uh, Mark specifically from podcast on Elm Street. Um, I had posted a story earlier. If you missed out on this and you weren't able to give a final message, feel free to still send them, and um, I'll make sure that we all hear them and and read them and cry over them and um, give my phone water damage. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, from Mark at a podcast on Elm Street, uh, he says, 
too many words in my final thoughts to put them in their story because I had a little question thing mm-hmm. where you could put your final thoughts. He said, it's been an absolute blast befriending and collabing with you guys. The past few years have been a ride for all of us, and we're super stoked. We got to spend a chunk of that time sharing ideas, doing episodes together, and having the baddest-ass group chats. Sad to see y'all go, but excited to see what the future holds for the boys from Cali. Take her easy and keep her creepy. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then I wanted to read the comment that we got on YouTube. Yes. Uh, recently from Jim Marr, I believe. Mm-hmm. You got it? Uh, yes, I do right here. So Jim Marr, he's been following us on YouTube for a while and has been a, a good supporter of the show and a big fan. Uh, he said, I'm really going to miss your show. I can't believe there's only one more show. Thanks for a great ride. Um, I responded to his comment and let him know basically what, what I just said, like keep an eye on the channel. You know, if we do anything in the future, we'd love to have you on board and following along with us. Um, uh, Cause yeah, if you, if you cared enough to listen to even more than one episode of the show, then I can see you're <laughs> a, a diehard fan and I want you around. Um, so yeah, thank you, Jim. Yeah. And then uh, from, uh, let's see, from Steven himself, Steven Veyu. Veyu. Uh, Can we just give a one last value from everybody? <laughs> value. <laughs> Who honestly, I want to give a huge shout out to. Um, yeah, dude. Because I believe his introduction to us was through being a friend of Chuck's, right? Yep. And um, yeah, he just kind of came in as as not a guy who had a show already and was just guesting on um, some probably, of the other. Probably could have been a fourth host if we <laughs> if we could. Swing that. Yeah, yeah, we hit it off very quickly. And I think that, Stephen, if you have not checked out um, uh, Stephen's writing, um, he writes articles, he writes short fiction, uh, he's currently working on a book. The man is crazy fucking talented, and he knows his shit about video games, if that's something that you're into. He's a musician, but, too. And he's a musician. He is a jack of all tra- a Stephen of all trades. <laughs> um, but uh, his his comment will was... Uh, for real, I'll miss laughing with you guys every Monday and guessing along with trivia. Sorry, but I'm following you guys wherever you go creatively. Deal with it in all caps. <laughs> um, Very sweet. Thank you, Stephen, from the bottom of our hearts, really, legitimately. Um, and then I have a message. Uh, this actually just came in uh, just under the wire right before we started recording. Uh, this is from Jacob. I believe it's Etz, or is it Etis? Let me know. I think it's Jacob Etz. Um, on Instagram, he's been following the show for quite a long time, um, liking all of our posts and everything. And uh, he said, can't believe it's finally the final episode time. Uh, I can't believe it's finally final episode time. It's been wild at almost every single job I worked. I've listened to you guys when I worked. Some days it's going to be weird not having new episodes, but I'm glad I found you guys and was able to support you. It's been a fun run, and I'm glad I was here for it. And then I gave him a, a little response mm-hmm. saying thank you and telling him again to keep an eye on the Instagram and that I would let him know what we were going to do moving forward. And he said, glad that his message made it to us on time. I'll be looking forward to, uh, he said, short films. If we do short films, uh, he said, that would be so dope. I'm glad you guys are going to keep updating this account on your future plans. I'll be looking forward to it. Have a great last recording session um, from our Instagram story. Uh, we got a message from uh your friend is it cheryl cheryl and cheryl and light cheryl cheryl somebody's friend uh cheryl and <laughs> uh big supporter of the show has been for a long time um her comment was can't believe it's really over well wishes to all of you 
I will miss the Monday laughs with a heart. Um, and then our friend Carlos uh, just wrote red rum. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. He was doing trivia with us and he read it out loud, but he didn't know it. So he said, redrum, redrum. Oh, redrum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he, he put it and then he put the face ball. <laughs> okay now it makes sense thank you carlos thank you. Uh, shout out to to gg carleone on yeah. uh, on uh, twitch uh, check him out he's an affiliate there so if you've got you got twitch prime hit him up with it i'm sure he would appreciate and uh make sure that he pets concha his his cat, cat. <laughs> and then um yeah i think that about sums it up for messages oh we do have one more here what's this Ooh, another secret little hidden message from steven he says <laughs> And hold on. Uh-oh. I came prepared for this. What's happening? He says, I think you guys should end the show with a true knife fight. <laughs> so God. I came prepared. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> a little knife is that? Are you going to file my nails for me? <laughs> careful. Careful. <laughs> yeah. So um, thank you guys, everyone who sent us messages. Thank you, everyone who has listened to the show for any amount of time, whether it was one episode and it made you laugh at any point or it made you cringe um, if you've been listening for an extended period of time. I mean, like, I, yeah, again, I don't think I really realized how much of an impact this would not only have on us, but other people. I mean, um, thanks for making us a party or your Monday morning routines or listening to us when you needed a pick me up. I would get excited every Monday knowing that at least Steven, if not one or two other people, would be messaging me about the episode we just put out. And I thought that was so fucking cool to be able to like have a conversation with you guys and then have somebody you know, on that next Monday reach out and have their own points about things we had said. and Or, oh, I laughed so hard when you guys did this bit. Or think um, that we were secretly gay when we all know that's not a secret. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys came out of the closet twice <laughs> when you started this show. So, um, and I just came in with no reservations. I was yeah. just like, I'm like, owed a fucking like, tugger from this guy. Yeah. And I know you're See, clammy enough to say, <laughs> quoting a different Anthony there. Yeah, it was a little Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And shout out to our uh, significant others for letting us do this and <sighs> dealing with us through it. Adrian, Aaron. Mrs. Jig. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for your patience uh, with us as we. Mrs. Jig was on an episode too. Fuck. Way yeah. back in the day, she was on our episode on Miss Marvel. Yeah. Holy shit. I can't believe we did that. Thank you to my sister, Brittany, who's been a supporter of the show for a crazy long time. And since she lives with me and has had to deal with it, like, um, you know, even today, she was still talking about wanting to get one of these yeah. Porsche Peak shirts. And um, she has been. <clears throat> such an amazing supporter of the show she, she would wear shirts uh to her work so that other people could see and ask her about it and she would come home telling me like yeah i told my friend who is into movies or into horror movies about your show um and doing like that on the street networking mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. that she definitely didn't have to do like she could have just been like oh that's a stupid thing my brother does but she also loves horror movies and Street thought team, we were all super funny. And anytime she would see a clip, I could hear her cackling in the other room when she'd watch stuff <laughs> I posted. And so she legitimately thought that we were that, you know, that we're funny. And, um, you know, my dad obviously contributed a bunch to the show. My, I was our my top grandma doesn't pa- even top like horror movies. And she has uh, been posting sad faces whenever I post Aww. anything about the show <sighs> ending on social media. That's so sweet. Um, Shout out to all the poison pets. Tom, Ziggy, Quentin, Kevin. Yep. Oh, wicked! Yeah, um, yeah. Um, uh, pets come and gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, um, we've given them a couple shout-outs for other things, but for Brittany and Ashley, uh, for 
doing all of our photo shoots throughout the years. Oh shit! Yes, we did our Thank we did our space camp photo shoot. We did a Giallo photo shoot. We've done all Four kinds. Icons. Of, yeah, we've done all kinds of stuff. I I think that I still on, use those photos everywhere. Too. Yeah, your one of your goofy astronaut ones is your picture in my phone, <laughs> and then one of your like badass sitting in front of a tombstone pictures is mm-hmm. the picture for you. Yeah, so. and I think. Uh, uh, on Discord, I think my my image is still me holding the chainsaw in, in the kitchen. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that without those things, it would have been difficult for us to to kind of attach ourselves to yeah. the brand that we created. If there's anybody we missed, we do apologize. We hope that you don't feel left out. It's hard to remember everything. It's like our Oscar speech. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, uh, it, it's trying to encapsulate five years of, just of anybody. insanity. Anybody that's even touched the show. Yeah, yeah and, and and I don't. You've probably heard us say it before, but like I don't even remember what we talked about immediately after we record an episode. So the fact that we were able to remember so much in this discussion, mm-hmm. I was really concerned we would get to this conversation and we would all just sit here like I don't remember shit about. Just <laughs> remember shit years. about Dick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember fuck about shit. But, but this was really fun, and like I learned stuff. Like I, you know, I was really curious about those early days of you guys getting the show going, and and um, you know, it's just cool to see something that you guys, well, that really like you created, and then you to be able to come in, and then you guys together made it yours, and then me coming in, and the three of us together making it ours, and having it change each time. But you know, I think we can all agree that it became better with each stage that it went. And then mm-hmm. even with all three of us together, I feel like it's become better and better as it's gone on. And really at the end of everything, I'm happy that we will have a solid five seasons where if somebody for some crazy reason decides they want, decides they want to start at episode one and go through two forty and all the bonuses, I would hope you see a lot of growth as people yeah. uh, from us and a lot of growth as commentators and, and just and just our ability to speak and analyze things and also just um, the growth of the show and just yeah. like the, how many different iterations it went through. And, you know, we're going to do our best to archive all of that stuff and make sure that it doesn't go away. And um, really, I think as much for us as for anybody else, because I want to be able to go back to this in a few years and really kind of re-experience the whole thing. And there's hundreds um, of hours of, of our thoughts dude. on things, on uh, us dealing with things that hap- happened in the real world um and like you said i think us growing as individuals understanding more about like the the nuances of life and the things that exist outside of you know through you know two and a half white people's you know uh um uh, experiences I, accept that. I think that being i'm a better man because of what we've done here the better man <laughs> <laughs> and i think that i i wouldn't be able to say that without this I couldn't have done any of this without you guys. So I, lastly, am going to thank you two. Oh, you beat me to it. Yeah. <laughs> my, yeah, my last bit was just. Oh, I beat you off. Well, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> there it is. The tugger. The beach off. Um, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, thank yeah, you yeah. I just, I, def- I want to extend a huge thank you to you guys for, for, I mean, you for p- putting up with me for what it's been 12 years now or some crazy shit. Um, that's, <laughs> I was like, I heard twelve years, and I was like, let's stop there. <laughs> yeah, uh, but putting up for me with me for so long through highs and definite low lows, and being willing to um, open yourself up to me and let me into your show hole, 
and, uh, and <laughs> I'm gonna be in a show. <laughs> yeah, and John, same to you. Like, and also just being the heart of the show. Like, like honestly, I mean, really, you you have always been the guy who understood what was most important about doing this show, which was us being together. Um, and this this whole season should be dedicated to you because I think we would have stopped after four if if it was up to us. Yeah, you 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 persisted and you made a strong case and you won us over and um yeah and I, I i agree like i feel like i'm i'm more open and and honest with my own emotions and 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 to me that makes me a better man you know um because like i said you're the heart and and we've all been able to get emotional about things and um on this show and be honest about things that we've gone through and it's it's um yeah it's some of the best uh years that i've ever had so yeah, i uh, agreed yeah i don't know what else to say without uh, yeah. starting to cry so <laughs> let's wrap it up uh if you're on youtube or if you're listening to this then we got a bonus little bit coming up for you uh kind of uh sayonara to our buttholes <laughs> <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna be doing hot ones so that will be a youtube exclusive video it won't be Typical format's going to be a lot different, but it's going to be us suffering through 10... The Wings of Death, as yeah. they're called, right? Uh, so stay tuned for that. And, hey, like any horror franchise, nothing ever really ends. Nothing ever really dies. So you never know what might happen in the future. Stay yeah. tuned for the reboot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the requel. The requel, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're good. Yeah. All right. For the last time, I have been Tone. I've been John. And you have been... The internet darling, the boy, the knife fighter, the internet daddy, a million other stupid nicknames and sign-offs that I had over the years. Um, thank you so much for listening to me. And uh, yeah, I've been Anthony, and this has been a fucking blast, guys. Thank you all so much. Last time. Keep it creepy. Keep it creepy, guys. Keep it creepy, guys. And gals. And ghouls. Fuck. <laughs> beers and tears? <laughs> beers and tears. Right, let's hug it out. Tears for beers. <laughs> Brandon, I know we're all sweaty. <laughs> oh, three way? Oh, God, I never wanted to be part of a sandwich more. <laughs> <sighs> I love you guys. Love you too. Love you too.